Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> I'd like to go back and enjoy some of my life again, and I'm going to. No illness, no scandal, no firing, just I've said what I've had to say. So I am retiring from political commentary in all media venues. Post-Trump America will be relieved of his prodigious evil, but in its place it will have Trump as living martyr. My work here is done. Matter of fact, so is Trump's. How did I get here? You are fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I am flanked on my right by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Good to be back after a week off. Obviously, we hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did, and I hope you did. At least I think I asked you on Wednesday, but I already yeah. forgot. Yeah, I did. Shows how much I was paying attention. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy uh, taking time off. I enjoyed the time off. But the, uh, the other side of that coin is there's so much to talk about. And I felt like I had no outlet, which is really reassuring to me because I thought, oh, man, being away from the show made me miss it and made me want to do it. And so I felt really uh, happy to, to feel that passion to come back to it. So that's always nice to see. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, it, well, we were talking about it before the show, but it feels like we took off a month. And last Sunday, I just kind of sat there. I'm like, what am I supposed to do right now? Yeah. <laughs> this is so I, I weird. think I played video games all day and watched football <laughs> all day last Sunday. It was pretty great, but I'm, I'm thrilled to be back. And um, speaking of uh, unfortunate or uh, enforced silenced, uh, self-enforced or outside enforced silence, uh, you finally got the Twitter ban that I we did, had speculated. I, did. I believe that last Sunday or the, t- the last show that we had two Sundays ago that I said that I would by this time I would be off Twitter and and here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Finally happened. And, and now you are a much more productive person. So I joke am. is on them. <laughs> I know. I made two videos last week, which I haven't done in ages. And then I realized after I, I got banned on Twitter, I was spending like, if I'm being honest, like four hours a day on Twitter. Oh, probably. Yeah. You yeah. end up in a back and forth and then, yeah, it, it occupies And it all comes and... to nothing. And then in one second, no email from Twitter, nothing. My account's gone. The 11,000 tweets, all these interactions I've had with people. Um, they're all gone. And it made me realize like, wow, I invested a shitload of time into a failing platform that wasn't making me any money. And it made me feel real stupid. So <laughs> this is actually, I feel freer, you know, went yeah. for a walk in the park. I feel, I feel good. So uh, I want to talk about specifically what happened a little bit. I know you did the video this week. Or if people are curious about what happened from your perspective, there's an in-depth video on it, uh, yeah, yeah. which is interesting. If you want to look at what takes Twitter a while to ban, like, 
conservatives with opinions get them off immediately <laughs> kitty porn will get to it when we can yeah and uh, threats you know, of violence too. threats of violence bondage weird rape threats things like that we'll get to it we'll get to conservatives it, yeah. with opinions first uh so we'll get into that a little bit um and then i have a bunch of small items that I want to get to up top as well, just like random pieces of, of funniness from the couple weeks that we were off here. And then we'll dive into the big news. So obviously Kate Steinle's illegal immigrant killer in San Francisco is acquitted or was acquitted. Ooh. That was that came out late this week. We are pissed. Uh, <laughs> like a, lot everybody of, else, yeah. a lot of people are mad about it. I think rightfully so. Uh, the question I, I want to talk about, we want to talk about is who's to blame or who should you blame? Because there are a lot of angles of blame here. I think some probably more deserving than others, but I don't think that there's a wrong person to blame necessarily either. But I just want to be clear on the facts of exactly what happened. So we'll go through it. Uh, plus, there is an update. If, if you're dismayed by the lack of justice for Kate Steinle and her family, uh, hopefully we can get some justice in the Chubba, Chubby Cabra, if I can say it correctly. Chubby Cabra story. Remember the hat stealing how could I forget creature at uh, at University of California that Riverside? Yes. Yes. Uh, she's back. So the the district attorney there in Riverside has filed charges against her. Uh, she's facing up to a year in prison. Not much to the story there uh, to add, other than that. But we'll check in with it just to see what's going on there. Because um, I hate to be vindictive. I don't want to be, but uh, I am slightly satisfied to see this of course you're satisfied oh my gosh she's so hateable it's okay it's schadenfreude you know thank you (laughs) glad to glad (laughs) to be reaffirmed i don't have to feel like a terrible person um you heard it there in the intro our guy keith olbermann of course part of if not the leader of a chorus of people who lost their minds perhaps the poster child for uh, Trump derangement syndrome over the last year. He made Trump's first year so fun. Uh, he is now pulling yeah. a Chelsea handler, at least in my opinion. So he is leaving his platform, but he's trying to attribute it to his success. Like I'm leaving because I'm so successful and I've done I mean, everything he had I need me to do. Fooled. Weren't you just totally taken away by his words? Yeah. So he thinks Trump is going to be removed from office imminently <laughs> um, based in part on some big, some of the other big news this week. In no particular order. I don't know which of these is more important, to be honest. Uh, Trump calls out Elizabeth Warren as Pocahontas at a White House event honoring World War II Navajo code talkers. The cringe, in my opinion, is surpassed only by the reaction, which is, of course, insane. All of these things follow that classic formula, that classic sequence of of events. Trump does something ill-advised, kind of cringy, sort of weird. And then the media or political opposition reaction to it is so over the top that you ha- you kind of have to go back to him by default because yeah. the other people are so crazy. Yeah. And even Grandpa Cringe, you kind of empathize with him a little bit. That's, that's Still, though, I mean, I, I had, I'd avoided watching that clip all week. And then today I was like, I got to watch it for the show. Fine. It's but bad. It's, it's really <laughs> Like, shut up, Dad. Come on. <laughs> just stop. Like, it just please just stop. But the good news is, of course, it led to a lot of great jokes, memes, all that stuff that came out of it is hilarious. We'll go through all of it. Uh, plus, Michael Flynn will plead guilty to lying to the FBI in the Russia probe. And ABC can't help themselves by completely mischaracterizing the story and creating a massive fake news fiasco for themselves. Yeah. We'll go through that as well. And Joy Behar and The View and all those seals clapped away at the fake news which is a fun clip as well 
Plus, um, I don't even want to do this anymore. People on Twitter and email, you're making me do it. There's two more confirmed hoax hate cases. I don't want to do this crap, yeah, but you one know. One of them coming out of my hometown, and right. uh, it's like my neighboring high school. Not the one I went to, but... Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of confirmed hoax hate cases. We'll do those last, because I just don't want to do these anymore. <laughs> We're gonna. They get put to the last part of the show. And of course, um, we'll take your Super Chat comments and questions in between topics. Five bucks and up. To, uh, will be read on the Sunday show, of course, because we are no good. Low down. Money grabbers, we regret the policy, but we got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at Gmail. Dot com And if you want to listen to the show as opposed to watch, remember you can catch it on all your podcast audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you find your podcasts, you can find us. So I want to get to the random, just kind of the random items of the week that are quick that I want to get to before we get into the, the bulky Kate Steinle topic. Um, we, we've discussed your Twitter banning a little bit. I think the main, what I hope the audience gets as a takeaway from this and correct me if I'm wrong or jump in if I'm mischaracterizing anything. But the guy who did this, the guy who's responsible for the banning, mm-hmm. if you look at his Twitter account, it is months and months and months of obsession, like bizarre obsession over yeah, both yeah. of us. I both do this thing where if somebody if somebody's really spinning their wheels and they're my mentions a lot, I, instead of blocking them because that gives them a personal satisfaction, like, oh, this person that has a larger audience than me noticed me, and then they'll screenshot the block. Instead of doing that, I just mute them, and then they just spin their wheels and like spend hours and hours and hours combing through my content, tweeting at me, and I never know about it. And I muted him too, because he and must so have come after me months ago. Yeah. Months, ago yeah, yeah. months ago. And this guy's reporting you for tweets you're putting out about whatever news of the day is. And to be clear, these are edgy opinions, right? These are opinions that people consider to be offensive even. But these are opinions. These are like, hey, here are my thoughts on this topic. Like them or don't, follow or don't, mute or don't. But at no point was there ever any threatening interaction with this person, any harassment. Indeed, neither of us could interact with him because we weren't even seeing his tweets. Right. So I hope our audience understands about Twitter. It is now a place where one bizarre, obsessive person who doesn't like opinions, who you aren't even interacting with, I actually think this is a little tinfoily, but I think that it's Daryl because he seems to be the only person that's like, truly obsessed with getting me kicked off my platforms. And then the picture of the guy that supposedly got me kicked off Twitter is like the most handsome white dude I've ever seen. It's clearly not the person that did this. And so I just suspect that it's somebody that has multiple accounts, you know, one of the other trolls. Yeah. I mean, this is an account that's like devoted to, Right, you they have I, like they had five followers, and every single tweet was talking about our suspension. Like there was one tweet that's like, "I'm going to post all this personal information about her." So right. I reported that tweet, and Twitter got back to me, and they're like, "This is no violation of terms of service." A, a lot of the audience did report his doxing of you, and yeah. I've seen several screenshots that he has been penalized. His account is still up, yep, still and operational. He's still yeah. He might have been locked out for a little while. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's still up. He he doxed you, put your name out there. Threatened to put your previous five addresses out there. Twitter I don't know what that care. would do, but endanger people that are living there now. Yeah, Twitter does. Yeah, exactly. Twitter doesn't care about any of that that is right. actual, actually threatening. Yeah. All they care about is someone has an opinion that we've deemed outside the scope of acceptable thought and it needs to be silenced. 
that that's the way Twitter operates, you know, I, I just, yeah, it's going to become a left wing echo chamber. I mean, and I think that the, the real thing about me was that my audience was growing really rapidly and that's, you know, that's why they had to deal with it. I was at like around 21,000. That's small enough that if you kick somebody off the platform, it's not going to make huge waves. Like they can't kick off Lauren Southern at this point. She has hundreds hmm. of thousands of uh, followers on Twitter. It would just make too many waves. They need to be getting the smaller people but hmm. that are that have influence still. And so. Well, the good news is it spawned a lot of good art from our listeners. <laughs> yeah, it did. This one from um, Political Disco. This is you in Jack's asylum of some sort. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. Islam this. is the religion of peace. Gender is on a spectrum. Twitter doesn't silence free speech. Jack Dorsey doesn't like men. Those are all acceptable <laughs> things to tweet. Those are all acceptable good things work. to tweet. Good work. Good work. Uh, then of course from Cocked Canuck, classic, uh, classic, um, another entry in the, the, uh, gas chamber series. It's Jack Dorsey with you in the gas chamber. I can't read the little message. Does it say like ban or something on the button? I can't read oh, it. Oh, I think it's, it, I can't read it either. Actually. Uh, I should have, I should have looked at that, but we get, we get the gist. Thank you. <laughs> Cocked Canuck. Sorry oh, it's like a I'm... Twitter error. I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you, Cocked Canuck, for that one. That's uh, Those are always classic. As I've always said, if you can't laugh at a picture of yourself in the gas chamber, you're not cool, and I don't want to be friends. And you shouldn't be on Twitter anyway. Yeah. Uh, and this one's from Steven Suarez. Uh, <laughs> this is, I guess, uh, what Blonde would tweet if she was allowed to tweet. Merry Christmas, faggots. I got to say, we, we get a beta. lot of, of fan art, and this this might be my favorite ever. <laughs> we are both... We are both well augmented. I always appreciate that. Oh, no. My body totally looks like that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something like that. It's something like that. Uh, you know, maybe maybe with all the time you've saved from not being on Twitter, you can um, put it into, you know, getting that toned or something. Who knows? Are you telling me I need to work out more? I think Don't everyone either. needs it's to trap. work it's out more. <laughs> I'll work out more if I have the time. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate it. I like also that the bow is, is right over your, your junk. Oh, You're the yeah, present. Yeah. You're the present. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, speaking of appreciated things from the audience, this happened the week of Thanksgiving. I got this tweeted to me. So there was a, there's a C-SPAN morning show. I know my dad used to watch this, but I don't think he does anymore. But it's a morning show where it's like a call-in political show where they have different guests and they just take callers and... I remember, I don't know, I think it's trolled from time to time and funny things happen. I can't remember exactly, but it's a C-SPAN morning show. I don't watch it because who watches C-SPAN morning shows except for my dad. Boomers. Oh, well, yeah. But, <laughs> but they hosted, uh, they, oh, where's my, here we go. So the, they hosted the author of this article, which is, um, her name is Caroline Kitchener. She, she is one of, uh, she's, I guess an Atlantic editor. She wrote this article over at the Atlantic, how much attention should extremists get? And this is sort of your typical, um, you know, me media hit piece of alternative media or online community. So it's basically a hit piece on Reddit and 4chan. The article begins, uh, Whitney Phillips, a professor of literary studies at Mercer University, has been researching the culture of online trolls, people who post intentionally provocative or offensive material on the internet. She's been doing this for 10 years. For most of her career, she had to convince her colleagues that the members of fringe communities on websites like 4chan and Reddit who traffic in racist, sexist, and homophobic jokes. Yeah, jokes. You recognize their jokes, and yet you yeah. still consider this 10 problem. years of study to figure this one out. This bitch yeah. is a genius. <laughs> They'd say, who cares? They're just jerks on the internet. 
But over the last 18 months, what was once fringe has penetrated the mainstream. Dun, 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 dun. So, you know, I, that's about as far as I got in this article because I just want to know who this person on C-SPAN yeah. was. who is this? Yeah. <laughs> so she's on C-SPAN talking about this. And Jim from Florida... If Jim from Florida, if you're listening to this, know that you made my day. I thought for this real, was very it made cool. my day too. We, I heard Skag sent it to me, and I was like, "No way!" Yeah, so, <laughs> it makes you feel like you're making waves, you know? Yes. So Jim from Florida calls in to rip her, and he name drops me in the process, which uh -oh. I thought was pretty funny. Let's hear from Jim. Jim is from uh, Florida, almost has a Florida for Caroline Kitchener. Good morning. Good morning. Let me put some stuff out there. This lady represents an extreme left-wing publication. Think of the things she just said, that it's horrible that they could say anything. She's engaging in censorship. And she, it's up to Atlantic's judgment what these people are. Okay, this is just a, com a community 4chan. Well, the origination of 4chan was a group of guys sitting in their living room and they seen a, uh, a cone from a Google map and they wanted to see from their living room if they could get somebody to move it. They just they, they just tried to have a voice in, in this idiocy that we call uh, left wing America. Okay, what, what what look at look at Matt Christensen is he is he uh, some kind of right wing uh, ideologue? Look at his commentary on Evergreen Insanity. That's far better than anything the Atlantic has ever put out. Jim I want to I want to say so he lets her respond. My only disappointment is that she doesn't admit to not knowing who I am. If she would have just said, I'm going to be honest, I have no idea who that is. It would have made this clip 100% complete. Look, she's got still... her Tucker face on right now. She's like... Yeah, it's still very good. She goes on to talk about some, um, you know, the, those websites. How it's... She basically says not all, not all Redditors, not all guys on 4chan. Jim, let's give our uh, guest a chance to uh, respond. Go ahead. Yeah, um, Jim, so I, I mean, I, I'm definitely not saying that, you know, the entire communities of, of Reddit and, and 4chan are these these dark places that's not what i'm saying at all um, i looked at you know specific communities and groups within those larger brackets so you know communities like b on 4chan communities like the donald on on reddit and they had very mean jokes very mean jokes so, so mean shout out to jim in florida thank you for that, that yeah was very that's cool. awesome awesome any um, opportunities for subscribers to troll in real life <laughs> Oh, really yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I, and it's, I, I appreciate what he's doing, not just because I'm referencing there, but because he has the balls to call up someone like this and say, look, yeah. I don't know what you're doing trying to put down online communication forums where people make jokes. I'm sorry, you live in apparently a joke free, joy free <laughs> culture, but the rest of us don't want that. We would like to make jokes and laugh and have fun. And if you can't do that, go to a different website. It's just that easy. It's not tough. Yeah, and you can tell that she doesn't understand internet culture because she has to study it. She's not engaging in it. She has to yeah. study it like, you know, she's observing it from afar. It's like, engage in these things. Enjoy the humor. Then you'll understand. You'll understand yeah. why we do this. Yeah. So, very cool. Um, moving on, we won't talk about Matt Lauer. I was pretty shocked uh, when I woke up because I've watched the Today Show, as I've said. It's been my morning, like, mainstream news source for as long as I can remember. Um, and I've mostly woke, you know, I wake up with the Today Show most mornings and he's been the anchor for pretty much my entire news consuming life since the late nineties. So I wake up and Matt Lauer's gone due to, to, you know, sexual harassment and slash assault claims. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into that because we avoided, you know, most of these cause it's mostly a case of someone alleges this and do we find it credible or not based on incomplete evidence. <laughs> what I did find interesting was... Uh, Someone made a mashup 
of Matt Lauer grilling Matt Lauer about the the accusations against him using old clips of Matt Lauer grilling Bill O'Reilly over the accusations against him. So it's just kind of fun to watch. It's a pretty good edit. From NBC News, this is Today with Matt Lauer. You were fired by the network over allegations of sexual harassment. Did you ever send a lewd text or email to another employee? Five women. Did you ever have any human resources cases brought against you? And that happened back in 2015. And I, I just want to mention the two things can be mutually exclusive. Think about those five women um, and what they did. They came forward and filed complaints against the biggest star at the network they worked at. Think of how nerve-wracking that must have been. Oh my God. Doesn't that tell you how strongly they felt about the way they were treated by you? <laughs> oh no. Do you think when he was conducting that interview, he was like, shit, I shouldn't be doing this. That's what I wonder. Like, is he, so he goes after Bill O'Reilly. Is he self-aware enough to think, man, I'm basically guilty of like everything I'm grilling him on? Or does he think that he's doing, he's not doing that? Uh, I don't know. He probably just doesn't give a shit. I mean, this is like male feminist. Harvey Weinstein was at the Women's March. Yeah, yeah. And still on Twitter, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and still verified. <laughs> okay. This is the last, uh, what's the last like little mini clip I have? But um, we've, we've seen some uh, horrendous political ads lately. So we saw, remember that Top Gun karaoke rendition uh, from that Vin- Virginia congressional cringe. race? That was terrible. There was, of course, the Latino Victory Fund ad against Ed Gillespie in Virginia that basically said, if you vote Republican, you support guys who hunt down children, minority children with trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was the tranny one, uh, Brianna Wu, was that her name? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Brianna Wu for Congress. God, that was terrible. Yeah, with her cucked Asian husband as cast in it. Oh, God. So we'll think about where this one ranks um, amid those top <laughs> contenders. This is pretty bad, though. This is Dana Nessel, who is a former state prosecutor in Michigan. She's managed her own legal firm since 2005. She is president of the Fair Michigan Foundation, which prosecutes hate crimes against LGBT victims. She's now running for Michigan attorney general. And um, this is apparently a sincere political ad of hers. Looks like it was recorded with like, production quality of i don't know 15 years ago it's it's it looks bad it sounds bad and the message is even worse if the last few weeks has taught us anything it's that we need more women in positions of power not less fewer when you're choosing michigan's next attorney general ask yourself this who can you trust most not to show you their penis in a professional setting Is it the candidate who doesn't have a penis? I'd say so. Pundits and insiders are asking, can we afford to have a female governor, a female attorney general, and a female secretary of state? Well, I read the news and I bet you do too. And it has me wondering, can we afford not to? Right now, I wanna tell you what you can expect me not to do. I will not sexually harass my staff and I won't tolerate it in your workplace either. I won't walk around in a half-open bathroom. victory music. And I'll continue to take all sex crimes seriously. Yes, I'm a woman. That's not a liability. That's an asset. I'm Dana Nessel. I approve of putting more women on the ticket in November. And I approve this message. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, do you know what else would solve the problem? 
having hmm. no women in politics. That would also <laughs> well, here, here we go. Speaking of thoughts <laughs> not allowed on Twitter. I, know, I was going right? to say, you know what else would solve the problem? Can, can we get, can someone put a post-op tranny to run against her on a trolling basis? Oh, yeah. Please. I won't show my penis to anyone because I chopped it off. I mean, that would be, <laughs> that would be great. Oh, yikes. Um, I would say that this isn't as cringy as Brianna Wu. It's, it's not as upsetting as the Latina ad. And then what was the other one? So there was Brianna Wu. There was a Latino victory. And then the karaoke victory. one. I think Car- this is not as cringy as Karaoke was top cringe to me. Yeah. Even though I consider the Latino victory one to be the worst, the worst just because yeah. its message is so off base. This was just um, low budge and not very thoughtful. And her delivery wasn't confident. It, it was all around <laughs> a bad ad. I don't know why yeah. they released. Uh, well, I think I think that's a 2018 election. It's Dana2018.com. So she's way ahead of of uh, you know the curve here. She's way ahead of schedule. So she's got a lot of time to make better ads and not flash people her genitals in the meantime. So you know she didn't say a single thing about her positions, her political positions, in that. She just I, talked about not having a dick. Like that's the ultimate political position. Right. So presumably if there was a Republican female running against her, they would. I mean, there would be no distinction meaningful <laughs> enough to decide how to vote. Because neither are likely to uh, to show you their penis. I, I this is another example too of how annoying it is that hashtag not all uh, does not apply to straight white men ever. <laughs> ever. In that case, it's yes all, <laughs> yeah. absolutely all. You can't yeah. vote for them because they'll show you their dicks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, I I love this surprise cringe. I didn't uh, tease it at the top of the show. I have some surprise cringe tonight that was sent to me by a couple people. I we think have so many super chats. Oh, chats. yeah. Okay. So we get to super chat, and then I want to do a surprise cringe. Then we'll get to Kate Steinle, even though we're already a half hour into the show. Oh, my gosh. Our show, it's going to be seven hours long by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, Spencer Vett, I'm not going to do all these right now, so if I don't name you, um, we'll be back to it. Here's a knock-knock joke for Matt Blonde. Uh, knock-knock. Who's there? Allah. Allah who? Allah who Akbar explosion. But I'm uh, All right. All right. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for that. Scott Schlepp said, I'm currently com- complaining at Amazon about Amazon carrying Antifa stuff. Do they? Yeah, I heard Walmart got in a big scandal too uh, for having an <sighs> uh, Antifa hoodie available. I mean, the can Al-Qaeda you buy and the hoodies ISIS hoodies? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, uh, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I actually, to be honest, it might really upset care. people. I don't really care unless they had some kind of policy that said no political statements, but this one's fine or something. Like if there was some sort yeah, of hypocrisy. Yeah. I wouldn't complain if they were if they, you could buy a, a Nazi hoodie or something. Right. And as silly as or it is, I also wouldn't complain if they had an ISIS yeah, hoodie. I think I it's just think like either. stupid. But um, I don't know. Maybe people would find that unsatisfactory. Sorry, I just... It's a hoodie. Well, unless, oh, I guess it would matter to me, like, are the proceeds funding violent resistance somewhere? That would matter to me, I guess. But if it's just Walmart making money, eh. I don't know. I might have to rethink this. Stay tuned. Hmm. Sorry, that was insufficient, Scott. Um, I can't believe there's a market for this, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently com- there is. Josh D. Hmm. Marshall said, welcome back, you two. I hope you had a good long break. Too long. Too I missed you guys. Um, friend of the show, Liberative said Skag three, whoever that is, who is that from? That's new. That was actually, um, it's, the young Turks, right? That was, yeah, Cenk. it's, it's really it old. Cenk. It's a Jank Uger clip from when Jank, um, what was, is slander or libel? I forget which one's basically Jank threw me under the bus and misattributed a quote to me. It was and, bad. Um, it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's a really old clip from like 2015, but I was, that you know, put, we were returning that put Skag on the map. 
Yeah, we were returning, so I thought, ah, oh, it'd be fun to use some of these sound bites and throw them in there. I mean, the blonde fashion, that's my favorite sound bite of all time. I, yeah, I know. I need to be better with the finger. The, the, not the finger, not like giving, or that's just a weird quote. Let me back up. Wow, you were just I digging need, your, keep I going. Need to, <laughs> I, need, I need to be better with my uh, promptness on this button. So that when you say things like uh, no women on the ticket, I can play that. That's it's the I greatest soundbite of all time. It makes me proud every time that yeah. I heard it, that I made that happen. Uh, Three-Sided Coin, our resident socialist, said, here's your weekly allotment, including last week's payment, because in this socialist society, just because you didn't work doesn't mean you don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, there's there's paid vacation. And um, why that double? Whatever. It's wonderful. I think I'm just going to move to Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. Um, Redick has said, candidate one is going to get justice. Start loading the catapult. Lots of people need to be catapulted. We'll talk about a few later in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Kate Steinle's killer, uh, Chubby Cabra, of course. Good candidates. Yep. Yep. Totally. Uh, Gabriel Lopez, our resident faggot, said, glad you guys came on. Took me off Andy's stream with pedo Amos. Oh, he's streaming with Amos? Oh. Ah. We'll check I don't know that the out full story. after our show. Because well, I actually don't even know why people call him a pedo. I'm that disconnected from the story. Did he... I don't even know what he did. I don't know. I can't I can't get into this internet drama. I just don't hmm. I just don't care, man. Uh, Matt McFadder said, think I am a Vikings fan after watching their interview in the locker room post game. All right, you have like ten words. I, just, I actually didn't see the interview, but the oh. Vikings got their eighth straight win today. It's looking very good. If they're if the Eagles lose tonight, Vikings are number one NFC seed, and that's in Seattle. That's right down the street from you. What? Right now, if the Eagles lose the game right down the street from you right now, Vikings are number one seed. If they hung on to it, they would have a home field path to the Super Bowl, oh. which is also in Minnesota, which I will go into unjustifiable debt to attend. It's going to be great if it happens. And by the you way, go into debt to go to a sporting. Event? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to that Super Bowl and I don't care oh what it costs. God, I do not care. Well, that's insane. But whatever. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Do it. Do Keep it. Keep Big going. donation from Brian Gaston. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks, Brian. Um, Despite our lack of faith in the federal government, the Steinle verdict is proof of that sanctuary states need bigger government to hold their hand. Essentially, a political temper tantrum allowed a citizen to die and be denied justice. Hmm. We will get into that. We, we got yeah. lots to say on it. It's, a, it's actually more of a complicated case than, um, than I previously had anticipated. So we're going to unpack some of the nuances. It's probably good that you were banned on Twitter because I think your your tweets in the Kate Steinle case would have been off the charts mad. I know. I know. <laughs> you, think, you think the Prince Harry situation is bad? You should have seen what I had to say about this. Oh, you know what I forgot? Um, God damn it. Did I, I didn't even load it in. The, the KFC Australia tweet about... <laughs> I was going to talk mean, about it. I mean, in their forgot. defense, though, for people that didn't see that, KFC tweeted like somebody, some dude on his knee um, proposing with a chicken nugget for yeah. the Prince Harry thing. And then Meghan yeah. Markle, for those of you who don't know, I think she's half black, right? Yeah. She's multiracial um, or biracial. So, of course, everybody was like, oh my God. But I feel bad for them because they're so not racist. They didn't, they didn't even, even realize <laughs> the racial undertones of this. If so, everybody grape out, crush like, had replied, like, yeah, totally, dude. And like, put a grape crush in the. <laughs> in the little ring case or whatever like, that would have been top tier oh no <laughs> oh god um all right jason morton uh donation thank you very much no note though uh brian gaston again by the way blonde i finally started watching your channel it's very impressive thank you so much i i put a lot of work into it not as much as skag but but i try um well, now you do now that you're not tweeting yeah, yeah that's yeah. true it created a monster Channel Lee 8 said, what about Matt Lauer? I rolled at Samantha Guthrie's announcement. Um, either she's stupid or she knew he was a creep. These men are so easy to figure out. Yeah, it is. Uh, 
and I hate to correct you, but as a Today Show connoisseur, it's Savannah Guthrie. What did um, I say? Samantha. Oh, I don't that's what it's. It uh, Savannah. Yeah, Savannah Guthrie gave this kind of tearful announcement of it. How like, do you we, reconcile when we, you're friends know, with somebody that did something bad? Yeah. It's like, bitch, you knew. Matt is a coworker and a colleague, and we love him, and he is my partner and my friend, and it's like, mm, yeah, uh, I bet you know some things. Yeah. Definitely. And if the general public knew, I mean, it wasn't like a Louis C.K. thing where it's always been kind of an open secret. I don't know. I don't know enough about what was going on behind the scenes. Um, Redicus said, get this fucker on the show. Hail Keck. I don't know. Who, I don't know who you're talking about, bro. You got to be more specific. Uh, I was going to say Keith Olbermann has an open invite to the show. Oh, Basically, my God. That'd be amazing. Anybody does. I mean, any of the people we're talking about previously. Um, anybody does talking, not have an open invitation. To the well, show. the people that we're talking about. I was... Uh, he might mean the person who was talking about the woman who was talking about Reddit and 4chan. Oh yeah. Eh, yeah. I don't think people will be very interested. I had never heard of that bitch before. I saw and, and it wasn't, she wasn't talking like if she was talking about me or something, but you know, she was talking about Reddit and 4chan. I don't feel like. She did totally act like she knew who you, who you were. Yeah. I, know. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't, should I, should I white knight for Reddit and 4chan? Should I <laughs> come to their defense and slay her? I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah, that's a weird quote too. I need to, I'm, I'm saying things weirdly tonight. I need to stop. Uh, let's just do a few more right now. Lord Valzen said, those who hate Trump tweeted videos of Britain first, validate them by ignoring Islamic extremism while arresting anyone who tells the truth. I actually loved that Trump did this, even though even though it wasn't great. I mean, the one of those videos was proved to have happened at a different time frame. But when he does these things, um, he makes people talk about these issues that they just want to ignore. And so in that way, I appreciate, he's kind of yeah. trolly. Yes, I, I hate, I haven't looked into it. We talked about it on Wednesday. I don't know what exactly is fake or debunked here. I One of them was it. from so, a 2013, uh, some kind of political uprising in here, one of the political uprisings. Here's what worries me about like the Sarah Huckabee Sanders explanation of, yeah, the video content might be questionable, but it still illustrates uh, a real problem. That's yeah, the but that's, that's the, exactly. That's know. the rape culture thing. When you talk about false claims of rape, she was clearly backed into a corner because he fucked up, but I do appreciate that, you know, everybody's talking about Britain first. So, hmm. um, tendies it, well, wait, 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 wait. I, I thought this was supposed to be like a genuine, I've heard it described as like a neo-Nazi organization or is that, I mean, how much are we talking about media bias and how much are we talking about this is a genuinely that's controversial? Like 80, they're controversial, but you know, that's like 80% media spin. Hmm. I, haven't, I haven't looked into them at all myself, so I have no idea. Um, tendies for breakfast said behead those who insult the Donald, but it's like the poll behead. <laughs> Thank oh yeah, that. nice. A okay. big donation from Sean Cousins. Um, no note though. Thank you very Thank much. You. And then last one for right now is from Danielle M. Metz. Sorry I missed you the live show, or sorry I missed the live show the last few shows. Thanks for your inspiration, but unfortunately I have to go back to work, so I'll pick up the rest of your show tomorrow. Thank you so sure. much. Thanks um, for thanks for stopping by, and, and uh, thanks for listening to. later. Okay, that's good because I really want to get to this surprise cringe. Not that oh. I don't appreciate Super Chat because I do. Uh, of course I do. But this, this surprise cringe has been on my mind all week because I had a couple people send this to me. And this is one of my favorites that I've ever seen. And I think you're going to really like it because it's not gross. It's okay, not. Okay. It's a different kind of cringe. It's a very silly cringe. It's a like, you cannot be serious. Serious people cannot be participating in this cringe. So without further ado, I will just hop right into it. And this is, if I can scroll all the way up, because i got so many videos to play tonight. But this is surprise cringe tonight. Check this out. comes out of On Canada, back, we, Nova Scotia. There's a little bit of context around violence against women and mm. violence against Muslim women. 
There are some tips around providing assistance, so get them to a safer space, uh, ask if they would like security or police called, for example. It's an initiative sparked by tragedy. The idea actually started um, after a vigil that we organized on campus after the shooting that happened in the Quebec mosque. The emergency hijab kits are now available in the event a student has their stolen in an act of violence. We were hearing a lot from students uh, on campus and specifically from Muslim women and those who wore hijab because they are so identifiably Muslim around their lack of safety on campus and their lack of safety in, in the community. An added safety net sparking conversations and creating awareness. So it is a proactive measure but it's definitely not unfounded. On a colleague's voicemail, um, their work mail, uh, there was a message saying you belong in Guantanamo. So these are you know, very real <laughs> incidences that are happening on campus. Um, and, you know, the kit is one way that we show our support. Neither the university or Halifax police say they've received any reports of women having their hijabs removed from their heads in public. However, the groups behind this initiative say that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yes, it I does. I just had an email on my way up here of someone thanking us for doing this because they have been targeted, but they didn't feel like they were Aww, thanks, able to report guy. it. They didn't feel um, safe to report it. They hope the kits will help in fostering an inclusive environment on campus and beyond. Ideally, these will never be used. Ideally, this will provide um, that feeling of security that other students have because they don't need to think about such issues. But also, um, it can raise awareness and, and allow bystanders um, a little bit more compassion. They're available at both Halifax and Truro campuses and are accessible 24-7 through Dow Security. <laughs> the instructions. Jennifer Grudich, Global News, Halifax. Oh All right, God. your thoughts on I the mean, emergency hijab kits. You know what that makes me want to do. You makes it makes you want to provide a need for the emer exactly. emergency hijab. Now kit. I yeah. have I have I have to fill this societal need for for hate crimes. I just have to go through yeah. Seattle pulling off hijabs. It's my it's my calling. Where there's uh, you know where there's demand, there will be supply. <laughs> that's that's just simple. Emergency hijab kit? Are you serious? <laughs> that's great. So that's this is. Great. Dalhousie, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia. This is Halifax, and they have another uh, campus as well. Uh, this is what's interesting to me. You heard the, the reporters say that. Uh, so far, there are no reports of hijabs removed forcibly, but they're doing this anyway. But the story from which uh, the video comes there says, the student union is offering emergency hijab kits after Muslim women on campus reportedly had their hijabs pulled off and spat on. But the university says it doesn't expect the kits will be used. But in the report, they say neither the campus police. Well, that's why they brought on the that tiny police. little lesbian man to talk about how some of the people were too afraid to bring it to the police, but reported it to her. Right. So what they're saying is, oh, no, 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 that's happening all over. They're just not reporting it to the cops. They're coming to us, the saviors of this campus. Yeah. 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 That now, is I in the little card. It's like if somebody pulls off your hijab, find the tiniest little lesbian and go and report your crime. <laughs> Find a find a hijab elf to take a properly <laughs> trained hijab elf to take care of it for you. I was joking with uh, my Canadian one of my Canadian friends who sent this to me and um, and said pretty soon Justin Trudeau is going to be uh, decreeing or demanding that all EMTs are going to be trained in emergency hijab application. Like if you find if you come to the scene of a car accident and this person's incapacitated and her job her hijab is flown off in the violence of the car accident, apply hijab first, then resuscitation oh my later. God. Priorities. What city was this again? This is Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, okay. 
like way far east coast, like up above Maine, you know? Yeah, yeah. Canada's um, totally screwed. Oh, man. <laughs> I tried to look this up because uh, Dalhousie University is indeed a public institution, and these emergency hijab kits are supplied by the student union. So I presume, I don't have direct evidence, but I presume this is an organization funded by the school. The school is publicly funded. Uh, so, so public funds and tuition alike are paying for these incredibly or entirely unnecessary emergency hijabs. Um, this is a university subsidizing solutions to problems that do not exist. Uh, you're wondering why, you know, Schools are so expensive and students are getting ripped off. The only thing getting ripped off is students, not hijabs. Yeah. We're all having to pay for these emergency hijabs. And, and I know, don't misunderstand. Like, I'm not saying the reason your tuition is so high is because of a few $20 hijabs hanging around or whatever. Diversity but shit adds up, though. You have a diversity officer who makes 60 grand a year. You have to have a staff at the diversity office. Yeah. You have to have a diversity office. No, all yeah. this shit adds up. It's costing more for students. And this is the same crap that we're seeing at Laurier and elsewhere where they say, yeah. oh, well, there's tons of hate on campus. Like, we have a million voicemails and emails. Okay, can you just play, like, one? No, 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 no. Uh -uh. Can I see, like, one of the emails? No, no, but they're really real. There's a lot of them. Can somebody, no, I shouldn't advocate this. I'll get in trouble. I was going to say, can somebody please hack Elfman's email account so I can see the emails that are in there? Yeah. Can, you know how about Elfman? Can you just show us? Can you, you can redact the names no, if okay. you want. They actually came to me in, in private in one of our multi-gender bathrooms. So I have yeah, no of course. <laughs> of course. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a surprise cringe that you actually enjoyed. Like it didn't disgust you it's kind of funny yeah and it's not in our country so i don't have to feel really bad about it <laughs> canada's screwed already so we don't have to worry about it yeah okay so now that we're on a high note we're all happy and we've had a good laugh let's get into kate steinley because you know that's unless you want to take another break because this is going to be a reasonably uh, long chunk yeah, of time yeah we have tons of super chats so let's okay. knock like 10 or so out um albert magnus 44 said steinel verdict heard on local san francisco radio prosecutor probably didn't want to win it wouldn't we're going to talk about this mm. it would embarrass the city if a legal alien convicted in a sanctuary city and give trump political win thoughts i actually have a different reason wow. for thinking maybe you know why they didn't we'll talk about all this in a few minutes prosecutorial the the handling the the prosecutorial job here seems botched for inexplicably for some reason so right. I, I think people theorizing about why that might be the case is definitely invited that's a legitimate question and a legitimate theory i mean that hadn't occurred to me i mean maybe maybe that is it but but i do have a different theory uh reddick has said 4chan must tie her down and force her to watch their nazi pepes yeah oh yeah her being the atlantic <laughs> editor yeah 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 um not kate steinley not kate steinley yeah. um malcolm from the north said link me that fucking matt lauer video guys that shit is hilarious i'll, I'll put it in the description when the show is published uh, i'll have all the links in the description there's a couple other ones there's some good stuff in the pocahontas thing coming up later too that people might want to watch <laughs> we need some good so work if you want to find them, there will be links in the uh, the description once the show's published. Um, Silver's Fortune uh, said, Blonde, you better follow through on your threat to have a bunch of little blondes to help the next generation. I oh, will yeah. because I am baby crazy and there's no stopping me. Yeah. Um, Redicus again said, Vote for me because I'm a woman, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, where have we heard this before? Yeah. Well, they used to like, deny that that's off of Hillary Clinton's winning campaign. Oh, wait. the use back in my day, they used to deny that's what they were saying. They wouldn't say, I mean, Hillary Clinton did say being a woman is an asset or something to that effect, but they wouldn't go as far as to say, just vote for me because I'm a woman, period. Right. They would always kind of couch it in something Hillary else. Hillary basically did that. There's a special place in hell for women that don't help out other women. Yeah. God. Oh. It's it's so insulting. Uh, Boogeyman nine one seven said goodbye to Keith Oberman. Thank you for being a consistent source of fodder. I guess you couldn't resist the urge to quit. <laughs> Cheers. Hey. 
Uh, that, that's, that's, I'm, I forgot. I need to. Our comic I'm... timing's shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, friend of the show, Liberative Pussy is not a qualification for public office or is the tits. I, for one, welcome this. It means we can start evaluating those qualifications openly. Vote for Gash. <laughs> I, that, well, I, as she described, it's just lack of penis. It's not. It's not even that she has it's a vagina. Not it's positively just, vagina. Yeah. yeah, it's lack of penis. But what if, like, we got a bunch of lesbians in office and then they started showing everybody their vagina? Another trolling argument? opportunity. What would she do then? Yeah, another trolling opportunity. There's a lot of good ways to go at this and make it even funnier than it is. I hope the good people of Michigan uh, implement a few of those strategies. What was she even running for? I can't even remember. Attorney now. General. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Constantine's commentary, or that means Constantine the Mediocre must uh, must be that guy. He said, fuck this, repeal the 19th. <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, Albert, Albertus Magnus again said, what's worse Dana Nessel uh, posting such an ad or that it works with enough voters to win an election. I don't think this shit's working. It didn't work for Hillary. I mean, and if it's not going to work for her, I don't, I fail to see who it's going to work for. Yeah, we'll see. I have no idea what the politics of the Michigan AG race are like. We'll see if she is successful. Um, Gabriel Lopez said blonde, God damn it. I'm sold. Used to think otherwise, but look at all the soy boy world leaders fucking up everything. Women and womenized power <laughs> in power. Womenized men in power will be the downfall of humanity. I am right there with you. You know, I, I think I'm gonna make a video about this, but women are responsible for all this. Even if men are in charge, it's all these soy boys. He's right about that. Women oh. are responsible for that too. Um, Redicus said, he's a soy boy, <laughs> has no joy. He's a soy boy, no longer employed. He's a soy boy that has no tea. Which, which one? Wait, which, which is that person? about Keith, who's no longer employed? Um, must be. I can't think of it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, sorry. We we lose our context when we're behind on our super chats. I know. Scott Schlepp said to follow up, they had a policy against Confederate flags. Not a fan, but I hate censorship. Ah, so he's probably talking ah. about Walmart and the Antifa yeah. or Amazon. Amazon. One yeah, of the two. I did not know that. So if that's that, the case, that would bother me. That would bother me. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, and it's scalp. Ah, sorry, Scott. Sorry. Um, in the last, let's do a few more. Josh Hahn said, Walmart and Amazon are capitalizing on Antifa, a.k.a. communism. Talk about proving itself superior. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Decidu Decidious, Decidious said, Beauty and the Beta, the YouTube Saints pre-show. Ah, come on, oh, What? Come oh, that was a $2 we... donation. I shouldn't have even read that. And then <laughs> no, last you're right blowing now. it. We, we, we like Jeff and Wizard. There's no rivalry there, but come on. Come on. <laughs> we've been doing this. We open we're... for no one. Yeah, yeah we've been doing I will have you know too. that they set their showtime around us, which we appreciate, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. But uh, um, we staked and... this, the claim to this land we did. a long time ago. Yep, yeah. put our flag in. And then the last one for right now is from Lalo Blonde. Why don't you have a filter as a compensation for the filter you had to have throughout your employment. This show is getting better and better. Um, when you're self-employed and you know that you're never going to be able to get a job, like a normal job ever again, you you just it just gives you the freedom to say whatever you... I, I just don't give a shit anymore. I just say whatever I'm thinking. It's pretty awesome. She doesn't care about sinking my career, though. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and then we're good yeah. for right now. All right. So um, let's... Uh, you, you spent most of your time earlier today assembling the facts on Kate Stanley. So let's just go through the facts on what happened before, during, and after this event that are relevant to the, the, the jury verdict. Okay. Um, she was 32. She was walking in on San Francisco pier with one of her friends and her father. And then she was struck in the back with a bullet died in her father's arm. She was saying like, help me daddy. And then, and then she just died. They were just walking, just walking on the pier. This is in uh, 2015. 
So it turns out that her murderer, which is, he's had two names. I was reading that his name used to be Sanchez. He must have changed his name at some point. Mm. Um, but from everything else I can see, it's Jose Garcia Zarate. Um, and he is a seven-time felon that's been deported five times. Five times. Right. Uh, yeah. So as I joked about Nancy Pelosi, like it's worth it in the sanctuary city of San Francisco because the stat we don't have is how many crimes he reported while being a seven time. <laughs> yeah, really. He reported a lot of crimes while he was there, but we yeah. don't know. It's I'm sure in crimes. some way he made up for his crimes by giving back to this. Country. Yeah. So right. despite being a seven time felon, he was making San Francisco safer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All, every day, except for that one day. Just that and those one day. seven other days. Yeah, yeah. Which I could yes. not find a lot of information about his seven previous felonies. I heard Tucker mention it when he was doing an interview. Um, so if anybody has any information about that, it was pretty vague online and hard to find. Uh, hmm. I did have more information about his five deportations. But um, in one of the interviews, he said that he he went to San Francisco because he felt safer in a sanctuary city. That was wow. the entire appeal. And he's just open about it. He's like, yeah, that's why I was there. Um, anyway, Zarate was, or is it Zarate? Zarate? was acquitted of first and second degree murder and involuntary manslaughter. He also was found not guilty of assault with a semi-automatic weapon. He was found guilty of possessing firearm by a felon. Um, so what he said happened was that he found this gun wrapped in a t-shirt underneath the bench, picked it up, and then it, there was an accidental discharge situation. The bullet ricocheted, hit her, hit Katie in the back, and killed her. Um, but the first thing that he told the police was, oh, I was shooting at seals. I was shooting at seals. So right. He, so his he, story changed several times or at least yeah. his story changed at least once. Right. Um, but I think in a couple, at least a couple I different ways. I saw CNN try to spin this as a language barrier thing, by oh. the way. Oh. Like, because well, he didn't we have really legal representation? What we was trying to say the first time. Because I, I Wait, don't was know. he I, speaking directly to media or his lawyers? Presume well, I know that he in one of the articles that I read it said that he did an interview with an informant from ABC News. At some oh, point. well, that I mean, that seems hard to believe. How did he not have legal representation facing a charge for killing a person? Well, and he has these two public defenders, of course. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I understand is how would he speak to media? In it was any really bad, and I only read that in one article, so yeah. Hmm. Um, so obviously, you know, that story comes into question, but what we were discussing before the show, the body that they extracted from, or the bullet that she, they extracted from her body was totally flat on one side. And they did find the area in the cement about 12 feet in front of her body where the bullet ricocheted. So yeah. that part is not really interesting. It was only 12 feet away. Is that? It said 12 to 15 feet. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, cause that would still imply that the bullet was, I mean, I don't know how bullet physics work and what sort of ricochet can actually happen. But to me, that implies that it would still probably in her general direction and bounced off the That's, concrete. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't like That's he aimed happened. over here and it was like, you know, bouncing everywhere and went No, it ricocheted off the ground. As far as I can tell, you know, tell anybody tell me if I'm wrong, but it ricocheted off the cement right in front of her and then went yeah. off. It was in a straight Cause, line. Because a yeah. key question here is is the aim, right? Because intent intent is key to the charges that the prosecutors brought. So uh -huh. to me, like the vicinity that the of the bullet the vicinity of the bullet's trajectory relative to her before the bounce matters because if it was crazy off, then intent is seems it, there's more reason to doubt it. If it was just a little off, less reason to doubt the intent. Well the but, whole ricochet thing made both of us kind of wonder why they brought charges that require intent. It, it right. seems like, you know, that's going to be a much more difficult. And he already had been de deported five times. There's a three-strike rule in California. They, they could have just put him down for uh, manslaughter, right? Yes. So they brought second-degree murder charges, which require 
to, uh, proof of an element of intent. And it appears that is what the jury, uh, there was, there was reasonable doubt on the intent aspect. So they, they did not convict on the second degree murder. They could, but the jury did have the option to convict on first degree murder or, uh, what was the other charge? Involuntary manslaughter. I forget. I noted it in here somewhere. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was involuntary. Manslaughter. A lesser charge that, that doesn't require intent. Basically we just have negligence oh, that, in, that endangers human life, which clearly it seems to me that there's negligence that endangers human life here. That doesn't seem like it would have been difficult for the prosecutors to prove at right. all. Right. Um, the gun was actually stolen from a U.S. Bureau of Land Management Ranger from his mm. car four days prior to the killing. So that in and of itself leads me to believe it's it's like, how can you possibly say that you just found this gun? You're, whoa, and it, it just went off. It, Bureau it of Land a- Management. It's it, yeah, I don't it's, know what their day to day tasks are, but is the, is the like BLM reading very between- active in San Francisco anyway? Isn't. Land I mean, it sounds like reading between rural? the lines, he was there to patrol the pier area because this was ah, right near where she okay. was Okay, so they do have some sort of activity. Bureau of Land Management does have some activity in that area for some reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after the gun was fired, he kicked the gun into the water. He said that he was scared because of the accidental discharge. Yeah. And so he kicked it into the water. Um, I mean, this this whole thing is just so unbelievable to me. And then what's this about? He told police that he went to check on her. Oh yeah. He said that he went to check on her, like to see what had happened to her, if he had killed her. Um, and he like got close to her body to see if she was still alive, but security camera footage uh, confirmed that that is not true. He never went anywhere near, didn't approach the body, nothing. And her father or her family was right there with her, weren't they? She wasn't alone. Yeah. So, I mean, it would have been just testimony at that point, but yeah, I assume the family disputed that. What, I guess what I don't understand about this is, so many so he changed his story so much uh he clearly is responsible for this um so why is everybody why is everybody acting like this is some kind of non-issue like like none of this really matters it's got there has to be a deeper ideological purpose behind this you didn't want to blame the jury but we should talk about that yeah so let's go through the angles of blame that you can assign here so i see first on your list is fucking liberals (laughs) Go, go ahead um Okay, I wrote in the, in our outline, criminals or not, if he isn't here, he ain't shooting anybody. Like, yes. yeah, what else do you people want? Like, if if he's not in this country, these crimes are not going to happen. Um, and he had a history of criminality. So, yes. And I put this, I entered this, and I didn't really do this in order of what I perceived to be the priority, but I'm going to bump this up to two because <laughs> uh, I think the the sanctuary city stuff here is is as relevant as any fact in this case. So. Mm-hmm. He, as you said, he'd been deported five times, wanted for a sixth deportation, and then the shooting happened. He said, uh, so San Francisco, of course, is a sanctuary city. They have their sanctuary city law. The San Francisco Sheriff's Department had previously released Garcia Zarate from jail despite a federal immigration request to detain him for deportation. So they knew his illegal status. They knew his criminal status beyond just his illegal presence. And they said, no, we're not going to help federal authorities get rid of a person who not only is here illegally, but is committing crimes, additional crimes. We're we're just going to let him go. If that doesn't happen, this incident never happens. And we can talk about prosecutorial uh, mishandling. We can talk about the jury. But to me, those are secondary to the fact that the incident doesn't happen were it not for those two things. So you're, doesn't you're saying that fall under fucking liberals though. Yeah. Basically the crap of the people. 
I, I want to go hashtag not all on it and, and, and say like, there are sensible people who don't, who, who believe in, San in Francisco. I know, I know. It's, it's, uh, this is the city you idiots wanted. And this is the shit city that you're going to get. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is, it, I, I always will go back to that clip of Nancy Pelosi in front of that angel mom who had heard, had something similar happen to her son in Houston saying, no, no, it makes things safer. Actually. It's like, it clearly doesn't, it right. clearly doesn't make anyone safer. And I don't know the, the other comeback is always, well, the crime rates are the same or they're even less like illegal immigrants come here and they kill less than the general population. The point is these people don't have a right to be here in the first place. So they're murders that should never happen. To some right. extent, the benefits you have as a citizen mean you get to be a free agent among society. You get to have free will to move around society and do whatever you want. Unfortunately, right. that means you might kill a person with intent or otherwise, and we'll handle that when it happens. But for people who aren't here, those are murders that are not a necessary consequence of the legal right to be here freely. Yeah, yeah. So I don't care if they do it less or more. Those aren't ones that should ever happen, period. No, I <sighs> agree. I, oh. I still am inclined to blame the jury, though, because, you know, 84% of San Francisco voted for Obama in 2008, and they pull, you know, they use voter registration and uh, other public records to pull people into the jury pool. Um, so it's of that area, that geographical region. So it's going to be a lot of liberals. It's going to be a lot of minorities. I don't know what the jury mm. breakdown was. Um, but you can't tell me that didn't influence them. They're like, they're, they feel pity for him. Like, oh, but, but you know, he's, he's poor and he had to come to this country because he didn't have anything in his home country. It's like, duh, why do you give a shit? Why do you care? In defense of the jury, the jury can only judge according to the criteria of the charge, which is brought before them. And as we mentioned, it was a second degree murder charge, which requires that proof of intent. As an outside observer, it seems to me that the fact pattern is that someone could have reasonable doubt about the intent element here. So that is the question of what's going on with the prosecutors. Why didn't they bring the involuntary manslaughter charge? Why right. did they aim too high? It appears. And why weren't they able yeah. to secure, why weren't they able to convince the jury of all the, uh, of all the criteria necessary to, to get the conviction. So from, okay. So reading between the lines on this case, he was a homeless uh, immigrant. He, I mean, he had no money. People said that he was acting erratically, things like that. This leads me to believe this is an alcohol related incident. It sounds mm. like some dumb Mexican was like, bing, bing, and like doing stuff like that all the time. Actual audio from the uh, events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> if, if they're trying to prove intent, why was that not really brought into question? I mean, they must have not yeah. done a so, blood alcohol content or whatever. With the prosecutors, you're left with a question of incompetence, which to me seems hard to believe. Or there are conspiracy. I mean, if you don't buy incompetence, it lends itself to conspiratorial thinking. And I don't mean to say that to be dismissive. I mean, to say that it's speculative. We don't have right. hard evidence of what's going on. But we heard previously um, that the prosecutors, the theory that the prosecutors didn't want a conviction for political reasons. Or you had mentioned, what was your other reason on why the well, prosecution Well, I was thinking that, that maybe they were concerned that there was no way that they were going to be able to convict because of the jury pool. And so they went for, they had this all or nothing approach with murder two. Um, and they knew that there would be such public outrage. This is kind of a utilitarian conspiracy, but the, the net effect of this could be that we clamp down on sanctuary cities and defund them and fewer things like this happen, which would be, you know, despite the horrible thing that happened to Katie Steinle and her family's endless quest for resolution uh would be a utilitarian win yeah <clears throat> and then but what, i don't what think did, that they were that that's a 
some 4D chess shit. I, I don't really know. About <laughs> and what did you have to say about prisons too? Like something about prison overcrowding oh, and how if yeah. they didn't get a big enough, a high enough charge, he wouldn't go to jail um, anyway? I think this is from the Hill, but uh, when he is sentenced to December 14th, uh, Jose could get from 16 months to three years in prison. But For since, the gun charge. Right, right. Which okay. he, he, they said he didn't steal the gun, but he did get a gun charge because he possessed, he was holding a weapon and he's a felon. And right. so that, that's the real problem. Um, he could get from 16 months to three years in prison, but since 2011, under California's jail credit system, each day behind bars counts as two days if the inmates, beha inmates behave well in jail, as wow. uh, Garcia apparently has. The credit mm. system ha is intended to ease overcrowding and reduce costs. So even if the judge sentences him to the maximum penalty of three years, he'll get time served. He's not going to spend a day yeah. in jail. And the DOJ has also issued a warrant for his arrest and federal officials say they'll deport him. So how's this going to work? He goes to jail and then deported after or what? I don't know how that seemingly that's works. yeah, that's the hmm. impression I was. OK. Thinking. And then the last bit you have in here is blaming another potential target of the blame, the law. So or is that what we just talked about? That's what we just talked the jail about. credit system. OK, yeah. Yeah. OK, so I don't think it's insane to blame any or all of these. I think it's a question of how do you rank them? And um, to me. You know, I, it seems like uh, just from a layman's perspective, this whole decision is wrong because we have a guy who admits, I believe he admits to killing her, right? Yeah. That's not even a question. So right. this is a guy walking who admits to killing a person, at least negligently, and we're letting him go because of any number of factors, X, Y, and Z. But the the, the big hard. priority issue is doesn't happen if you have immigration and policy, immigration policy in place that's working properly. Yeah. It's so sad, too. She was young and vibrant and beautiful, and her father is never going to lose that horrible yeah. memory of his daughter dying in front of him. Oh, God. I All because imagine. we just had to let some stupid criminal Mexican in this country because he had such a hard life, and we're such nice people. Look at what nice people we are. We let our own citizens. The diversity and the virtue was worth it, you know? Fucking San Franciscans. These liberals are uh, I thought we were out of this because we we're going to talk ourselves into a rage fit, but we're not because we still have the statement from uh, Zarante's lawyer. And oh, we have, I forgot about that. Actually, I'm going to go to the Washington Post's, um, the Washington Post's tweets first because this just pissed me off. The Washington Post story. White nationalists angered by Mexican immigrants' acquittal in state <laughs> Kate Steinle's killing. Yeah, also just plenty of regular de decent people with totally yeah. non-controversial opinions how about everyone angered. including white nationalists and it's making people what shit like this is making people white nationalists yeah I, I i couldn't believe stuff like this gets gets put out in a uh if we're all gonna get called be, be called objective. white nationalists anyway then you know people are like screw it I'm, I'm i'm just gonna go as extreme as i possibly can right or it implies that like somehow um a white nationalist worldview is a prerequisite to finding this to be a breach yeah. of justice yeah. no no it's just for whatever reason, it's a combination of factors that led to a man who killed a person walking free who shouldn't be. Oh, I said Im people in the live chat are freaking out. I said immigrant and I meant to say illegal immigrant. I know he wasn't. That's immigrant. that's one of the things good that they clarify, because that's one of the things that um, that uh, the lawyer says. And uh, it's one of the things he just doesn't make a distinction between illegal immigrant and immigrant. And th that's the stuff that I think legal immigrants should be especially pissed off about right. that. You're just lumped in together. So this is what he had to say. This is the lawyer for Zarate, the killer reacting to the jury verdict. I believe today is a vindication for the rights of immigrants that today we have to reflect all of us on how we talked about this case in the beginning and how this swarm 
of of reflection and reaction on the base of what I believe to be the racial dynamics of this case. Nothing about Mr. Garcia Sarate's ethnicity, nothing about his immigration status, nothing about the fact that he is born in Mexico had any relevance as to what happened on July 1st, 2015. That is so upsetting. That's like the fourth time I've watched it. And every time I just want to reach through the screen and just choke this dude out. It's so infuriating. I mean, first of all, what would you how would you feel watching that if you were a normal immigrant in this country? Like, yeah. providing value. I'd be it, so pissed. I'd be like, don't me lump nuts. me in yeah. with like these illegal immigrants that are doing nothing but detracting from society and taking from it. Yeah. So it, it's a big win for immigrants' rights. Well, immigrants have rights because they came here through a legal process right. and we give them legal rights in exchange for them completing that legal process. It, it invites a, a question that I think is, is entirely debatable. Should illegal immigrants have rights within the American legal context? I think that's a very debatable question. And I don't think that this guy having... I, I, I was going to say due process to a fault. I don't think that's a, I don't want to be mischaracterized saying. in saying that because I'm a big fan of due process. Very much love it. But yeah, but if you're not a citizen of, of this country, why the fuck should we afford you the rights of citizens of this country? It's like, right. it, com- it comes down to, a, it comes down to a question of whether you view extension of due process from the American government as like a human rights issue, as opposed to a rights before the U S government extended to citizens, that sort of thing. I think there's a big debate there, and I think you could probably credibly argue either side of it. Um, and then I, I hate the way that he frames it at the start. He, he, so he says, it's a big win for immigrants, and then he goes on to say, well, his immigration status was irrelevant to the decision. Where he came from is irrelevant. Then how is it a win for immigrants? That just means immigration is irrelevant to it, so it's not a win on any immigration ba- basis or a loss on any immigration basis. Immigration can't be irrelevant and also a primary factor in, in the win. Right. That doesn't he make any sense. He contradicts himself multiple times. It's like, how many times can you contradict yourself in 300 words? Oh, okay. Well, if people have thoughts on, you know, who's most to blame, or a lot of people are heated about this, so, you know, definitely, I would say tweet us, but tweet me and Gab Blonde, and I've, I've jumped on Gab, too, and I'm trying to, I've got so many social media platforms They're coming now, for but... you, too. This faggot that got me kicked off, he's coming for you. He's got a hate boner for you just as bad. Yeah, but the difference is my my opinions are less controversial, and I... I I don't go as hard on Twitter. I don't go as hard on Twitter. I don't. But that's not to say that my opinions are better or something. I don't want people's opinions banned. I don't care how distasteful the opinion. And I don't care how much I disagree with the opinion or don't. Opinions are opinions. Okay. And if you want more of my distasteful opinions, blonde underscore beast on Gab. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you are on Gab, uh, it's the same thing as my Twitter handle. So it's at ML Christensen. Um, I'm trying to be active, but I, you know, it's a million social media platforms, you know, know. so I, I pop in maybe once a day and that's about it. Yep. <sighs> okay. Uh, let's get to this quick before we hop back into super chat. Cause I said, if you, if you're thirsty for justice, at least we have some hope because, um, what's her face is back. Chubby Cabra, Edith Macias. Let me see if I can pull it up here. What's her name? Uh, Edith Macias. Anyway, UC Riverside student who stole a peer's Make America Great Again hat off his head and refused to give it back. You remember that rant we looked at at the end of September? Uh, Meme-worthy stuff, really good stuff. I don't have a clip of it, but uh, go back and check it out. Just Google her name if you haven't seen the clip or look at the story. But um, the update here, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is pretty simple. So the college fix here has obtained uh, the criminal complaint against 
this chubby cabra person from the Riverside County DA's office. It states that she has been charged with a misdemeanor count of grand theft for that incident on September 27th. Next court date is scheduled to, uh, in March, so it's going to be a little while until we see what happens. Maximum penalty of a year in jail, said uh, the DA, ADA office spokes, uh, spokesman. And the student whose hat was stolen, his name is Matthew Vitale. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, he said, I'm very pleased that the DA decided to charge her, especially because I am skeptical that uh, skeptical that UCR... University of California, Riverside student conduct did anything. So apparently we don't know if the school actually punished her or not. I will be following up with the student conduct office to determine if anything, to determine if anything was done. So perhaps he'll update on that. I do want to send a message. I am not vindictive. I am not vengeful, but people, especially in my generation need to realize you can't do things like this because you don't like what someone is saying or wearing. So good for Matthew. Appreciate the stance he's taken. Yeah, it's good when people stand up to other people like this. I mean, most people would be like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. Um, so I appreciate it when people when people do this. Yeah, it's a good example to make. I, I'm with him. Uh, I'm with him 100% on this, even though I hate I hate having to go to a legal remedy for like petty things. Yeah, the principle here is quite important uh, and it's a free speech principle. And so I'm with him 100%. All right, so we got, uh, we'll hop into Keith Olbermann. Do you want to hop into that or should we take a break? Uh, let's do a few super chats. Okay. Um, Sourdough Girl says, Matt, your lawyer far- fallout video showed up on Jordan Peterson's Facebook page yesterday. Way to go. Yeah. Ah, yeah, and he tweeted that. it out too, which was awesome. That is uh, so great. So thank you to uh, Mr. Peterson for sharing. You got Weinstein and Peterson. Good I know. It's, it's, uh, I will say it's, it's been really satisfying to make to cover these things and have the coverage get to the players involved organically. Cause I'm not, I'm not a spam guy. I'm not like a, Hey, check out my videos guy. Yeah. So uh, I just put them out there and you know, I fear, I figure if they're good, they'll get the right eyes on them. And that's what's happened in these cases. And uh, it, uh, it makes my, it makes my heart feel good. It makes me feel Aww, very, okay. um, yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Rice cooker said, Hey Matt, if you want a good breakdown of Britain first, watch Sargon's this weekend. Stupid. He also has ah. a separate video about it in Trump's tweets. Yeah. I watched that today. It's pretty good. Okay. That, cool. that will help you figure it out. Um, yeah, I tr- and I oh, trust him I- to be pretty fair uh, about the organization. That's the thing is I never know. Like um, even when Charlottesville happened, they were saying like Nazis march on Charlottesville. And I thought, uh, it's probably like people who voted Trump. And then I saw the clips later. I'm like, oh, wait, they are actually chanting about the Jews and stuff. Like this is kind of legit. I never know because they've yeah. blurred the lines so much. I, I never know. I have to look into it myself to see who it is. Uh, Josh G. Marshall said, should I get an emergency Michael Brown kit with instructions on how to deal with police? Oh geez. Oh, I'm not I'm not ready for that one. I, I need to remember every time I go that that one's worthy. That one's worthy of a very poorly timed shot. Do you think the Twitter suspension dude listens to our show? He's yeah, of course. He's right I mean he's uh, I don't know. We should stop talking about him because he's probably jerking off right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh David Howard, was that dude from Freaks and Geeks in the green sweater? The little lesbian dude? Oh yeah, kind of. <laughs> It kind of did look like that. I don't know the name of that person, but I know the face you're describing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Albertus Magnus 44, if I claim an emergency hijab kit and wear it, is it cultural and gender appropriation? Interesting question. Interesting question, yeah. Gregory Hurst, I provide anti-werewolf attack kits. There haven't been any reported attacks yet, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. We should fund them. Yeah. Yeah, we should fund them. Get get him student union funding immediately. (laughs) And Bigfoot, uh, anti-Bigfoot suits or something, you know? Yeah, Just Matt loves to talk about Bigfoot and football 
all the time. There's more evidence for Bigfoot than hijab pullings at whatever that school is, Dalhousie or whatever. I don't know. Never heard. More likely to be attacked on Bigfoot or by Bigfoot on campus. Um, Malcolm from the North, uh, Dalhousie. Is that how you say it? Dalhousie University? I think, yeah. It's a safe space to find cringe. That's the same school where hundreds of morons protested because a few dentistry students made offensive jokes in a private Facebook group. Uh, oh, yeah. I love I that. Like that. People's private messages were offensive. Okay, show me all yours. Whoa, they were just DMs between each other? Or a private Facebook group is what he said. So oh, something similar God, to that. If it's private, that. especially if it's private, it's like, you don't get to criticize unless you show me all of your private communication. I, I want to see it. I want to see it now. Can you imagine? Um, M16Mojo said, how much do you guys want to bet that I'm dreaming of a white Christmas will be an edgy thing to say? Love you guys. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. They should. Um, Yeah. Flyers should go around. That's the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay to be a white Christmas. It's okay if Christmas is white. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> All my jokes just need a little tweaking from a man and then they're there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you I'll, were on that. You were on a funny stretch like a couple weeks ago, I know, especially on Twitter. Really I was good. like, dang. I was, yeah. It's because I knew I was going to get banned. And so I was like, I'm going to say whatever I want. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, liberatives to Canada would have more need for the emergency Sasquatch attack kits than emergency hijabs. We should demand those from student unions. Damn straight. A uh, friend of the show, BB, uh, no nay or no note, but a generous donation. Thank you so well, thank much. Thank you, BB. Glad Appreciate to see you back. It. Brian Gaston, another generous donation. He's been killing it tonight. Yeah, um, Brian, thank you. I'm nearly ready to send Matt that million dollar super chat he opined for just <laughs> Griffin something else to complain about, but also because things need to change big time. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate well, it. Well, we we are entitled to it. So <laughs> uh, not only not only are you not allowed to think about it, you just you're compelled to because our show as we view it is worth it. And if you don't do it, then you uh, you owe us. Just like Kathy Bims Griffin is yeah. Kathy Griffin is owed a sold out stadium venue. Because Kathy Griffin thinks she's the best. And she won't work small jobs anymore. Elderly elderly elf comedian on tours. Speaking she, of know, tiny lesbians. Yeah, yeah. They should, uh, if you put them side by side, you might not be able to tell who's who. That would be interesting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Robert Atkinson said, Beauty, now that you're off Twitter, you can go through Babylon 5 series, the greatest sci-fi show ever. Much better than Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> That's nonsense. Okay, he didn't say Star Wars. If he said better than Star Wars, I would have said block. Block that guy. <laughs> no thank you thank you for supporting the show whatever bro uh jason boyette said for both blonde and matt fuck mary kill oh man all right oh boy hillary nancy pelosi lena dunham um, you can't win in that situation so i'll just i mean i'll i'll throw the dice i don't care where it lands i really yeah. don't what did we say last time we had something like this it's like kill all of them and then bang their corpses that's that was the decision it'd we probably be an improvement it'd probably yeah it'd probably be better to be honest and then marry I mean, their spirits so that you don't have to hang at least they wouldn't talk them. during you know that'd be that'd make it worse that is worse than anything i've said today <laughs> Jeez, people are all, all in my case for being racist or whatever, but you can make a joke about having sex with a dead person. I'm talking about improving it. I'm talking about making it the most enjoyable. Keep <laughs> keep going. Kyle got dead. Ann Curry complained about how Matt Lauer would make her uncomfortable. I heard a few complaints. And then there was that video of him telling, was it Katie Couric? Like, oh, a nice view when she bent over. Well, that was um, Meredith Vieira. Ah. Yeah. All these women look the same to me. Um, Albertus Magnus said... Any death, even accidental, that results from the commission of a felony is automatically first-degree murder. California law. Really? Hmm. Huh. At least it used to be a felon with a gun is a felony. How did they do this? It's just I don't incredible. know. That must have been back in the old days when it was still a felony to give a person AIDS intentionally, too. But that's probably a relic of California's yeah. legal structure of old. 
Um, then last one for right now is from Mr. Spock. FYI, when Pocahontas converted to Christianity, she renamed herself Rebecca. Also, oh, well, there you go. I didn't know wasn't that. Wasn't she married at age 13? I don't know. That might have been Sacagawea. I don't know. I know she. Uh, there was a different time then. She was having French babies at a really young age, that Sacagawea. Uh, we're good for right now, though. Let's. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll have to move it along here because we got 45 minutes to go or so and a few good topics to go. Good thing is I'll spend about two minutes on hoax hate at the very end. So we don't have to worry about that crap, but Keith, um, I mean, Keith is gone too soon. We haven't talked about Keith for a while because he had set the bar for crazy so high that I, you know, we talked about him several times earlier in the year and it's like to bring him back, I need him to be really insane and so we kind of had to stop but you'll remember of course the the classic sound bites like uh, scum who are beholden to scum russian scum <laughs> so all of his rants were great it's just he set the Aww. bar so high for crazy that it kind of had to step back and now i feel bad that i wasn't following this more closely because he's gone now I, I didn't i didn't get the sarah mclaughlin i will remember you music queued up i wish i had but um you know, when a lol cow is sent to slaughter, you, you kind of feel, <laughs> you've, or sent out to pasture, however you want to look at it, you feel you feel sad. I know. It, it's kind of how I felt with Chelsea Handler, but like Keith Oberman was kind of the gift that that gave, he, he gave us more. He was so angry, always at just top tier levels of anger. Yeah, over things that you kind of forgot just, about. Yeah, like I can't that even remember what nothing. he was referring to from that infamous clip. Uh, it was right after the election. He was pissed that was like just generally about Russians Russia had put a stooge in the White House and our our country is run by scum who are beholden to scum. Russian scum is how it went. Oh, geez, Keith. So he's, uh, I guess to me, it's a surprise move. He's quitting the show. So this is the resistance that was on the GQ YouTube channel. I don't channel. know. I bet and he got the boot from that's That's what we'll have to speculate about. But the reality is that this show got pretty good numbers. I mean- Obviously, he has the benefit of being put on a gigantic channel in the first place. But hey, Keith and I are in the same business, and he seems to be doing better than I am. So, you know, I, I can't rip on him too much, even though I think his ideas are insane. There were people viewing this and people enjoying it. Um, How do you know? Were the views good on this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He brags about him a little bit, even in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's been he's been going on and on about Trump's imminent removal from office forever, but now he's extra sure. And he says there are seven reasons why Trump is going to be removed from office imminently. And of course I'll spare you the seven reasons you can go listen if you want, because we got to get through this, but, um, but he's been predicting Trump's impeachment for months. And he says, now that Trump is going to be removed from office for sure, it's time that I can, uh, or it's, it's time that I leave this show basically. So it's, I've cut it down. Stop me at any point. If you, if you need to. And now, with a message from the intern desk of the Propaganda Ministry, here's Keith Olbermann. Scum! Russian scum! I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. I'm confident now, even more so than I have been throughout the last year, that this nightmare presidency of Donald John Trump will end prematurely and end soon, and I am thus also confident that this is the correct moment to end this series of commentaries. There are seven routes in front of Trump. Each inevitably ends in his impeachment or resignation. I don't see any way out for Trump. Seven freight trains rushing at him. And so this series is over. This was intended as something temporary, a two-month project by somebody who had given up politics. And instead it became 187 commentaries and around 225,000 words and something approaching 400 million views. 
and I am proud of it, and I repudiate none of it, and it has been my privilege to do it, and I'm especially proud to have done these videos for free and for charity. But frankly, what? I have not enjoyed one minute of it. As I'm certain it has also been for you, for me, it has been unadulterated pain and revulsion and horror. The process has become nearly 24-7, and I've said so much that I can and have recycled old commentaries from months ago, and they have been fully applicable to breaking news. We've come full circle to such a complete degree that on Sunday, Trump tweeted a complaint about, quote, Russia, Russia, Russia. The title of the 46th episode of The Resistance from last March 14th was, quote, Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, what I've a made my point. Wow. I'd like to go back point and made. enjoy some of my life again, and I'm going to. No illness, no scandal, no firing, just I've said what I've had to say. So I am retiring from political commentary in all media venues. Post-Trump America will be relieved of his prodigious evil, but in its place it will have Trump as living martyr. That prodigious evil and rank hypocrisy and immorality of his supporters, perhaps a third of us, will not vanish with him, and I'm not sure that the democracy has not been damaged too much to deal with their lawless, unprincipled rebellion. Ugh. And I do not see this country's politics truly healing in the next 30 or 40 years. But at least <laughs> the bleeding will be staunched. And we will have a chance to alter a phrase I heard somewhere to make America, America again. My work here is done. Matter of fact, so is Trump's. Resist. Remove. Peace. Your thoughts? I mean, I think that he could probably, he, he's got to know that Trump's never going to get impeached. Like leftists keep doing this thing where they're like, hurrah, it's finally time. And then they're so let down, the wind's taken out of their sails. And then the next time they want to do it, they're less powerful because yeah. people are like, I've heard this shit before. I think he sees that the writing's on the wall. He, he He's not going to get impeached. And so now he never has to address it again publicly. Yeah. I, uh, last thing I said too is, um, you know, Keith, uh, I will definitely welcome you back in one of – I'd, I'd host Keith, Keith any time. Of course, he's not going to come on the show. But I would love to hear Keith's thoughts upon two events. One would be the actual impeachment of Trump. Not holding my breath for that one. Two will be Trump's second inauguration event or when he takes the oath the second time. I'd like to hear what Keith has to say then. Is it, is it, uh, you know, is it still a big conspiracy or are you finally willing to say uh, look, I, I've overblown a lot of news items. A few, few more thoughts uh, on this. Um, Surely he's going to do that. Circle back and well, talk that, about but, how he was wrong. Every leftist I, does that at some point in time, don't they? Yeah. That, well, that's what's weird is if you, if you really believe, Keith, that Trump is going to be imminently gone, like, and he says it soon, why wouldn't you stick around to just be like, to do a huge, told you so, see ya, and then bail then? Why? Yeah. Uh, saying I told you so is just necessary psychologically for people. Like yeah. People have to stick around. It's just so satisfying. So if you believe it's imminent, why wouldn't why you wouldn't want you? that satisfaction? Because right. he knows. Everybody if, knows he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, he says he's retiring from political commentary, period. So we'll see. No, Trump. You, oh, yeah. Anymore. Keith, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Keith. But um, uh, if you did this for free, Keith, and it was painful, as he describes then why would you do it? I don't understand the motivation. If I hate doing this and I'm not doing it for any financial compensation, why for are you charity. doing it? Only... He's such a good person. It could be that. Or does he honestly believe that he's created change? And if he does, can you please point me to the change that you have created? Because I don't see it. No, he's just trying to avoid future humiliation. They've really hmm. done it this time. He, 
uses the fact that he's recycled the same commentary over and over as evidence of his effectiveness. And yeah. I would say that's evidence of your insanity. <laughs> you keep doing the same thing repeatedly to no effect. And his own his own bias that he thinks that things that he said previously are applicable to to what's going on now. I mean, it's just confirmation bias. Yeah. Uh, I love the part where he called Trump supporters a, quote, lawless, unprincipled rebellion. Uh, all they did is vote. Uh-huh. Yeah. All they did is vote. That's Legally fundamentally lawful and principled. It's lawful and principled. So I don't know what you're talking about there. Well, good riddance, Keith. Um, and, and to the apocalypse warners, like people who warn of the apocalypse generally, Keith included, we're now a year into this administration. You heard him at the end where he says, like, I don't know. It, the damage is irreparable. I don't know if we'll ever recover. We're a year in, and I can certainly understanding. I can understand having complaints about Trump. I do. We'll get to them on the Pocahontas thing in just a minute here. But I don't understand when, what you mean when you say that there's, like, irreparable damage. Can you point me to an example of what is, like, fundamentally destroyed to an irreparable extent in this country. I don't see it. Well, we're going to talk about this with the ABC thing, but liberals are just going crazy because they expected the Trump presidency to be a fucking disaster and the economy's doing better, unemployment's lower. Until they tank it with their fake fake news. Right, (laughs) and so they have to, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're like, wow, things are not going to shit, so we have to make things go to shit so that everybody knows that Donald Trump is racist or... Yeah. So I think Keith is the classic example of a recurring phenomenon I described at the top of the show. Trump does something or says something off, but then the reaction is so over the top and silly that you kind of have to fall back to Trump by default. And I think that it is evidenced by the two events, one of which Keith referenced specifically in this video, which is the Pocahontas event. And two, he has been opining oh, on Twitter a little bit about watch it. Oh. <laughs> the Flynn plea and ABC's fake news. So Let's at least get through the Pocahontas bit before we take a break here because uh, okay, got about a half hour to go and these are reasonably deep. But um, on Monday, Trump and... Okay, so most people have seen the clip. If you haven't, I'll just introduce it briefly. But on Monday, Trump and the White House are hosting these World War II Navajo code talkers for an honoring ceremony. And so these code talkers, if you're unfamiliar, they used their native languages to communicate during uh, World War II and mask messages from... Uh, foreign surveillance or foreign interception. So the Japanese and the Germans and allies of theirs would not understand what these messages say. Now, Trump just commits a classic Trumpian action or or says some classically Trumpian words, uh, throwing Elizabeth Warren under the bus with a Pocahontas uh... joke. Now, remember, Warren claims to have Cherokee heritage And it is alleged that she has used this claim to advance her career at Harvard and elsewhere. I'm not extremely keen on the accuracy of that allegation, but I know that's the allegation. I think she got a scholarship. And I know there's some evidence to it. It's not just tinfoil nonsense. Yeah, Tucker talked about it last week. Yeah. Uh, So let's let's get through the... (laughs) Here's Grandpa Trump uh, giving us his um, his finest cringe. Some of his finest cringe. I said, how good were these code talkers? What was it? He said, sir, you have no idea. You have no idea how great they were, what the they've best. done for this country. And the strength and the bravery and the love that they had for the country and that you have for the country. So stressed out right So now. that was the <laughs> ultimate statement from General Kelly, the importance. And I just want to thank you because you're very, very special people. You were here long before any of us were here. Although we have a representative in Congress who Dad, no. they say was here a long time ago. Shut up, Dad. 
They call her Pocahontas. <laughs> but you know what? I like you because you are special. You are special people. I can't. You are really incredible people. And I have to, from the heart, from the absolute heart, we appreciate what you've done, how you've done it, the bravery that you displayed, and the love that you have for your country. Tom, I would say that's as, as good as it gets, wouldn't you say? That's as good as you get. Okay. Oh my God. He may as well have just taken out his teeth and set him down. Honestly, that is just such grandpa nonsense right there. Yeah. And two things can be true. I mean, Warren's claim about her heritage can be dubious and worthy of criticism. But it can also be true that this is an entirely inappropriate venue in which to invoke it, in which to make a really cringy joke. I w- I'm just not a fan of politicizing this anyway. You're, you're honoring World War II vets. Why, why throw Elizabeth Warren under the bus who has nothing to do with this, even if... Yeah, but the- this was a political move anyway. Navajo code talkers, a ceremony for... Come on, Trump. Like, this was already politicized. I guess. I just... I, I just... There's there's nothing about the joke that I like. I, I just don't. I don't even think it was in poor taste. It's just like timing it's just bad. It's just it, it just cringed my face. It's off. not a I good can't. joke. And then he follows up with the like, but I like you. You're, You're special. so special. Like, please, please. <laughs> They're cool. They're great. I'm happy the contribution they did. They made to this country. That's fine. Oh boy. So instead of doing what you should do, which is if you're asked to opine on this, say like, I have no idea what he's doing. That seemed wildly inappropriate to the event and really just cringy and dumb. It has to be made into something that it clearly isn't. It has to be made. It's a racial slur. Okay. So Elizabeth Warren goes on a couple of different news uh, venues and she says all that she needs to say and then adds, I can't believe he said a racial slur. Like, just no. stop. Just stop. Just say, I can't believe he would dishonor a World War II event yeah. by being silly and politicizing it if she nope. had said that i would have been like all right yeah, yeah that's fair yeah no it's a racial slur now and don lemon says much the same thing so this is elizabeth warren and don lemon president trump speaking at an event uh, at the white house honoring native americans once again uh, alluding to you as pocahontas what's your response this was an event that was to honor war heroes to honor people who had put it all on the line and that and if you just stop there and but but she can't help herself she has to go full keith donald trump has to get in a racist slur it's truly disgusting president of the united states uh. he's done in the middle of an event honoring american heroes and navajo code talkers slamming a political opponent using a racist slur a racist slur, one that is insulting to Native Americans. That remark met with stunned silence from everyone in the room because everyone in that room knew it was a racist slur directed at no, Senator Elizabeth Warren. No, they were just Warren. cringing their faces no, off. No, no, I love that too. A, a racial slur directed at Senator Elizabeth Warren. So are you saying that it was an anti-white racial slur, or are you saying that you grant that she's Indian and it was an anti-Indian racial slur applied to her? Yeah, of course, the latter. But, so you... All right, I'll just leave it there. Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders was asked about this as well. Oh, Most people find offensive is uh, Senator Warren lying about her heritage to advance her career. 
But she Stephen said it was a Harris. racial slur. She said it was a racial slur. What is your response to that? I, I think that's a ridiculous response. The White House doubling down because that's what the White House does. It doubles down. Okay. This is all the same. It's the same news over and over again. Trump cringes us out. Everybody misinterprets what he says. Liberals freak out and then we forget about it in the next news cycle. See, this was odd to me because I grew up in an era where I had a dog named after the raccoon in uh, Pocahontas. The dog's name was Miko, right? I had a dog named, or the raccoon's name was Miko. I think that was the source of my dog's name. Anyway, I seem to remember seeing a Disney film that was called Pocahontas, and I was unaware that it was a racial slur. But uh, in defense of Don Lemon, in defense of Elizabeth Warren, I went back and watched it. Disney did take some extra effort to make sure it was kid-friendly. So this is Disney's Pocahontas. What? What did you say? My name is I couldn't believe it. I, I, I misremembered how that movie went but we didn't even see how racist it was at the time yeah but it was there now that we're adults we can see what disney was doing okay i'll that's the end of the dumb bit for the Uh, audience matt was real proud of this one (laughs) real proud we were messaging last night like okay we got to do show prep i was like please there's got to be a clip in pocahontas where she introduces herself and then we saw this we're like that's perfect with the raccoon that's like (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i'm happy It, it was I get stupid excited to edit dumb things like that. So I had a lot of fun last night. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I had some notes here too, but I already forgot. Uh, anyway. Okay. Let's, I'll just, Oh, Oh, here, here, here's my other thought on this for Don Lemon. If you're concerned about this as a racial slur, like a slight on native Americans, I can sort of understand where you're coming from, even though I disagree with you that it's like a, it's like they don't get the joke. He's not using it as a joke to make fun of native Americans. He's using it as a joke to make fun of Elizabeth Warren for assuming native American heritage. So if you really care about racism, then why don't you dig into that question a little bit more? Because I don't know if it's racist for her to, to take on that culture if she's not doing so legitimately it's at least cultural appropriation it's yeah let's talk about cultural appropriation with elizabeth yeah. warren that's real cultural appropriation now that doesn't justify trump's cringe mastery because it was an inappropriate venue to be bringing this critique but who knows um, he probably did the whole shebang just so we can make that joke <laughs> yeah but but i gotta get the navajo code talkers in here so i can talk about pocahontas it seems to me that if you're that worried about protecting native culture you would yeah. at least inquire about elizabeth elizabeth warren's alleged heritage i'm not you saying mean it's that people either are not going to apply the same standards to the left that they will to the right no if, if, yeah i mean if you care about sliding natives that much just give it a give it a dig see what's in there and then i'll then i'll buy you a serious if you actually take a look and if you have some evidence there was some pandering there too that I didn't like. You people have been here a lot longer than we have. It's like, shut up, Trump. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe it was like a political stunt to give him some. Of course some, it was. World yeah. War II veteran. Were they Navajos? Is that what you said? Yeah, I guess I, I hadn't thought about like why this event was excellent. even an event. Yeah. 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 Of course, that was a political thing. You think that he cares about these people like specifically? I, they're very special people. Did you not hear him? <laughs> How dare you even imply? The 
the other the last thing on the Pocahontas thing is that there was a I've, there's been a lot of great internet memes. I saw this one circulating on Facebook. It's um Pocahontas having a vision or or thinking she's having a vision about something in the sky as uh Pocahontas is directed by um hold on by uh her Nancy Something's Pelosi. coming. Strange clouds. Nancy Pelosi guidance here. Your heart, you will understand. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see? Clouds. Here to create Strange the best memes the world has ever seen. So I don't know. I don't even know who made that, but uh, applause for whoever made that one too. So much fodder. I do appreciate the left for giving us all all this meme culture. Yeah, so easy. I, that's what's fun about trim, uh, trim Trump's extra cringe moments is that they inevitably yield some quality comedy outcomes. So yeah, you know sometimes it's a fair trade, even though it's so racist and such a racial slur. And I'm just, okay, whatever. To be clear, I don't really care that he threw Elizabeth Warren under the bus. It just was a stupid time to do this. It looked bad. And it's a even from a comedy perspective, can, can any Trump people honestly tell me that that joke was effective for you? Like, I think Pocahontas jokes are funny. I do about Elizabeth Warren. I think they're funny, but that just didn't land like that. That one was yeah. just not. Oof. I know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, can you can you imagine being a stand up comic? Probably 20 percent of your jokes would bomb. We should give Trump like a little bit of leeway, maybe. Yeah, you're I mean, leader of the free world. You don't have to be super funny, too. Everyone's doing their, or at least I've listened to a lot of people doing their Trump grades. Like, how would you grade him on year one on you know X, Y, and Z areas? But jokes landed. I've not heard anyone evaluate him on. So maybe we have a a niche there we could we could exploit. Yeah. Okay. Then we got the uh, the Flynn plea and the ABC fake news, and then we'll be really quick with hoax hate. So do you want to take a break now, or should we postpone? Um. Let me see what we're looking at here. Uh, oh, shoot. We probably should take some. I got to scroll all the way down. Um, yeah, let's do like 10 or so right now. Um, Mike Beaton, no note. Thank you very much. John said, unfortunately, the jurors were not allowed to know his legal status. Had they known, hmm. I know it would have been different. So they actually found people who st- stayed out of the news and stuff to not have any idea about that? It's supposed to be that way, but I don't know how they can do this with juries anymore. In, kinda, in that's amazing to me. It used yeah. to be, you know easy to do to 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 do this um to make sure that people aren't consuming any of this outside news and coloring their opinion but now i mean it's everywhere it's everywhere um friend of the show stan said i'm sure if the racial makeup was reversed and it was a white suspect who killed a mexican woman there would be guilty verdicts or riots right now yep Hmm. that's that's definitely true stan so what you're saying is we should go burn down businesses in san francisco and demand justice yeah yeah really (laughs) yeah yeah and make up um I don't know. No, I'll just, I'll leave the joke there. Sorry. I'm going to ruin it like Trump. Would. Jokes landing tonight is a real yeah. theme. Uh, yeah. Josh D. Marshall said, Democrats care more about illegal immigrants who will ensure they'll remain in power than their own American citizens. Exactly. And that's why people are so furious about this, because what is a better example of um, Americans just being secondary? It's like, a, it's a serious say? charge, but I can't say it's a crazy one, given how this has played out politically. I, I can't. Yeah. 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 Lee Wilson said, your fake news, Matt, the jury had the involuntary manslaughter option, but elected not to convict on even that charge. Yeah, I think we said that, right? They had the option to charge on first degree or involuntary manslaughter, but chose not to, which is another question of why 
At least that's in my notes. So I'm not going to fake news myself because Blonde can verify. It's yep. in the notes. It is. When I listen back, if I listen back to the show, I'll check it out. But but um, but yeah, that would be another question for me. And it's certainly a question relevant to who deserves the blame because I'm not super keen. I'm a, a layman on these things, obviously. But why would the jury not choose to go with that lesser charge if they're sufficiently satisfied that the facts meet the criteria right. to convict? Right. Um, David Blackstone said Kate's family should sue the crap out of the people personally if they sued the city or the county sheriff taxpayers would pay for it. Then again, this is San Fag Sicko. <laughs> Jeez. And now you say 84% voted for Obama. Fuck them. Um, yeah, I don't care what happens to the city. I don't care what happens to Seattle. Hey, man, I voted for Obama. Leave me alone. No, but these cities, it's like liberals, they they got the the best geographical areas in the country, settled them, and now they're uninhabitable because of idiotic liberal policies. They're just overrun with illegal immigrants and fucking drug addicts. It's it's like you guys destroyed all of your homes. So mm. now we have to leave. Sorry. Um, how in mod Murphy two said blonde, I love you earmuffs while I tell Matt that I hope the Vikings win the Super Bowl, sign or Redskins. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Joseph Kulisic said, jury's to blame, probably anti-gun, and doesn't understand that, that sidearms don't go off unless you pull the trigger. The verdict, guns are bad. Yeah, accidental discharge. I don't know anybody that's done that when they weren't cleaning their gun. I heard he said that he stepped on it and it fired. Was that the claim? Uh, I don't know that I read that. Like what I was, did it with what his I read foot? was that he picked it up and it just went off. That's what I huh. read. Okay. Well, that would still be sufficient. I mean, I don't, as a layman, that seems sufficiently negligent and putting human life in, in danger to bring a charge to convict on, you know, negligent terms, at least. It's, mm. it's, it's so outrageous. Um, Skittles McStabby Pants said, every elected official complicit in sanctuary cities should be arrested and charged with one count of aiding and abetting each illegal in the city. Yeah, I wish. Oh, my God. Hmm. That'd be so amazing. Um, thank you for that. Gregory Hurst, when the government, of, when the governor of Arkansas refused to enforce, oh, the government of Arkansas refused to enforce federal desegregation laws in the 50s, you know what Eisenhower did? He sent the military to encourage them. If San Francisco can't enforce the laws, Trump can. Yeah, why hmm. can't they just enforce laws on the books? They're breaking federal law. I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see. I assume the courts have decided on this and on the legality of sanctuary, sanctuary cities, cities, or is that, is that still something that's up in the air? I'm legally? not super familiar with it, but I can't understand how they could possibly rationalize this. I don't know. I know. I, I just know I don't want to live one. Even I live in one, even though all the crimes are reported there in mass quantities and you know, <sighs> everyone's really safe. Yeah, Seattle's oh. disgusting. Thanks, Nancy. Um, Maddington said, justice in California is not blind. It's a victim hierarchy poker game. Unfortunately, an illegal alien is a full house and a white female is a two pair. So the illegal alien wins automatically. Yes, that is also <laughs> what I fear has happened. Um, it's an interesting take on the progressive stack, basically. Like it's a judgment on who is the most oppressed and then, yeah. you know. This yeah. is Kate Steinle's fault for not being a quadriplegic minority. That's if for not being R2 Dindu. Yeah, exactly. R2 Dindu would have won. Yeah. Uh, Redica said, I'm going to go full Molyneux. We take the best immigrants in the front door, often ruining their country and their worst through the back door, guaranteeing a never ending flood. Yes. I made this hmm. point in my video about immigration. Everyone's like, what about the good immigrants? I'm like, no immigrants, no immigrants at all. They need to be in their home countries, improving their home countries. Well, what if they're smart? It's like, do you really want to reward people for being cream of the crop in their own country? I kind of do, but that's a conversation for another day. I, I see your point. I don't think it's a crazy point, but. Um, I think I read that like the top 10% of workers produce 50% of products, of output. 
Mm-hmm. So if we're taking those people away from countries, you know, we are negatively affecting their GDP. We're making their country shittier, and then they just send all over their. I just, I just don't buy that you have a sincere opinion based out of, um, I don't know, empathy for another country. Like, I, I think you're I, motivated no, no, no. by wanting no, no, to keep people out rather than help them. That's exactly, all I'm saying. Yeah. exactly. When did I ever yeah. say that it's because I feel sorry for these people? And yeah, no. Yeah. I, this is all because I don't want their countries to further deteriorate and for them to continue to have low income, you know, people. Flee oh, I agree. Country. And I think as a practical matter, if you if global welfare is a concern for you, your goal ought to be raising the standard in countries everywhere, as opposed to like right. bringing them in and having them and have sanctuary our here. country because you can't. Yeah. We just we can't. You can't. You have a limited amount of space for people and resources for people. You can't save the world. So you got to no. get the world to save itself. I, exactly. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So now make an argument for why we should take any immigrants from any country. All right. Another day. Another day. <laughs> Phoenix I Fire 108. In California, the lives of animals on the beach are worth more than a white woman's life. Man, this is grim, but you guys, hmm. I can't argue. Let's just do a few more right now. Humane Mind, the one to blame the most is Zerat for, Zerat for um, being a selfish fuck for not shooting himself once he realized what he had done. That's, I think that's a fair point. We didn't even bring up blame the guy who did it. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... Um, I guess I just haven't really endowed a lot of faculty on him because I'm like, oh, you're clearly like a useless low IQ waste of human life that's just trying to take advantage of the sanctuary city. And you're mm. a criminal too. So I just kind of have this understanding like, yeah, uh, criminals are going to criminal. And- yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the analytical approach I took too. Like, yeah. let's um, just grant that he was going to do this and decide how, who's at fault for enabling it basically. Exactly. exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just do two more. Spencer Vett. Matt, what part of the Pacific Northwest do you think Sasquatch lives? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, BC. Well, uh, Mont- uh, I mean, Montana has some of the most, Montana, Wyoming, Yellowstone area, some of the most remote areas in the lower 48. So I've always dreamed that maybe there'd be a Yellowstone Bigfoot, Yellowstone ecosystem Bigfoot. So I'll go with that. Could be any of those three. Oh, somebody just said criminal's going to crime. Yeah, what did I say? Criminal's, criminal's going to crime. Criminal. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> like you said, I someone said. always just has to improve your joke just slightly. I know, just slightly. I'm, I'm just not on today. I don't yeah. know. It's because we had a week off and like, you know, when you get back into working out and it's like you've never worked out before. That's what this shows. Yeah. Um, last one for right now is D Antler. When did people start to think it was okay to police other people's speech, clothing, humor, et cetera? Can you pinpoint a starting moment of all of this? Oh, damn. Whew. Um... You know, I honestly don't feel like people did it that much to me in college. And I graduated mm-hmm. from college in what, like 2011 or something like that. So it must be after that. And I don't really feel like my time in New York, people were that crazy about it too. Uh, I'd probably say like five years ago. Yeah, I, uh, to pinpoint a point in time, I don't know. Whenever we decided that uh, feelings were the ultimate asset to be protected as opposed to principles, values. Uh, I, when we decided that, I don't know. It seems like there's just been a radical change in what we view culturally as virtue. And all of a sudden victimhood has become right. virtue. And I don't know. I mean, I could talk my, I, I could talk for two hours on that. So it's a deep question, but uh, I'll have to yeah. Let's uh, save the rest of these. I don't know. I wish I knew because I'd probably have a profound video to make if I did. But thank you for the yep. thought. Thank you all very much. Oh, say, oh, you said save the rest. Okay. So We'll have to probably hustle through. So let's get through the the Flynn guilty plea uh, and ABC's fake news. And then the hoax hate is, I can be super quick with that. So we'll do that. And then we can catch up on the super chat before we get out of here. So you also put all the facts in here about um, the guilty plea and then the fake news. So catch me up on the sequence of events here. 
And then okay. I'll play the fake news. ABC News has faced tons and tons of backlash. Um, on Friday, they corrected. They issued a correction, not a retraction, mind you. They had this bombshell report where they claimed that as a presidential candidate, Trump pressed Flynn to make contact with Russia. As a presidential candidate. Turns out, um, what's the guy's name? Ross? Uh, Brian Richard Ross? Ross? Brian Ross. I, I initially was typing Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Google, yeah, I almost I was said like, that. Oh, wait, that's the painter guy. <laughs> Yeah. So initially, he had gotten some information from supposedly one of his interns, one of his fact checkers, that um, this happened before the election. It later came out after all this online scrutiny and some discrepancies between what they said online and uh, what they aired um, that that you know this was hugely problematic. That this was after the election, which would prove that there was no collusion. I mean, collusion for what? If it was after the election, it wasn't to swing the election, right? Like even a candidate talking to a foreign power is not necessarily abnormal, right? right. But it's but at least if if that were the case here, that distinction could imply an element of collusion to swing the election. If right. it didn't happen before the election, then there's obviously no collusion element. So everybody picked up this ABC story. People were right. li- I, uh, impeached. Trump was trending number one in the U.S. Uh, people were just freaking out about it. And so later in the day, ABC clarified that Trump had asked Flynn during the campaign to find ways to repair relations with Russia and other hotspots. Um, so what this turned out to be was something totally ordinary, but still the Dow tanked. It was down 350 points. What their fake news materially affected our our market our economy this is yeah. mind-blowing to me you know they recovered after they issued this correction but they wouldn't even call it a retraction yeah they went and initially brian ross called it a clarification it went clarification correction but then it never, never got retraction. to retraction apparently and now he's been suspended for four weeks without pay which a lot of people are just calling a extra long Christmas vacation, which it appears to be. And to be clear, that's not to take this fake news is not to take away from the real news, which is that Flynn uh, apparently will plead guilty to a charge of lying to the FBI and is willing to testify that, as you said, Trump apparently directed him to speak with the Russians after the election election. about about ISIS, about Trump told us he was going to do that. Yeah. That, that would that was no secret. God forbid, uh, leader so, of the free world goes to Russia so that they can, you know, work together yeah. to combat a shared problem. So everyone's freaking out about this. They're speculating, oh, tr- uh, Flynn's been flipped, and he's going to be. Why would he take this deal if he wasn't going to get Trump? And the, the Trump's na- days are numbered. See Keith Olbermann. Uh, I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out. Right now, you're speculating. None of us really know what's going to come out of this. So Nothing my stance is going to come out of this. Yeah, I mean, after Paul Manafort and the rest, my stance has always been, get back to me when Trump himself is implicated. Which Until is never going to happen. Like, care. it's this crazy leftist blue balls. Why do they keep doing this? It, it's so humiliating. Do yeah. we have that Joy Behar clip queued yeah, up? Yeah, well, let's let's show the, the actual fake news first, and then we'll show... Cause, so that's, it's the, the breaking news that was fake, the yeah. clarification, and then it also broke on The View... And Joy Behar and the rest of the SEALs went crazy. So this is the original, uh, the original clip here. Full cooperation to the Mueller team. He's prepared to testify, we are told by a confidant, against President Trump, against members of the Trump family, and others in the White House. He's prepared to testify that President Trump, as a candidate, Donald Trump, ordered him, directed him to make contact with the Russians, which contradicts all that Donald Trump has said at this point. As well, we're told that 
Flynn Whoops. made the decision to cooperate only in the last 24 hours, that he is distraught about the decision but feels he's doing the right thing for his country, that he was facing huge legal bills of more than a million dollars, and that he said that finally he had to go ahead and do this for that reason. He expects to put his house on the market. He is facing serious financial problems. And David, a clarification yeah, tonight on something one of Flynn's confidants told us and we reported earlier today. He said the president had asked Flynn to contact Russia during the campaign. He's now clarifying that, saying, according to Flynn, candidate Trump asked him during the campaign to find ways to repair relations with Russia and other hotspots. And then after the election, the president-elect asked him to, told him to contact Russia on issues, including working together to fight ISIS, David. Before and after. So in other words, not Nothing. particularly controversial. Yeah. Unless there's additional information to share. Just a correction, that bombshell that we issued is actually a big load of nothing. Yeah. It, this, and, this blows my mind, and everybody just ran with it from a single source. Everybody knows that when you hear something like this, you confirm with multiple sources. ABC was the only per they were the only people that came out with this bombshell report, and then it was just circulated a bunch. Yeah. Well, it was a big fat fish thrown out to the uh, seals over at The View, and they were happy to devour it. So Back this to the show. Breaking news. Breaking oh, my news. God. Oh, breaking oh. news. ABC News' Brian Ross is reporting Michael Flynn promised full cooperation to the Mueller team and is prepared to testify that as a candidate, Donald Trump directed him to make contact with the Russians. Yeah. Oh, go crazy. Yeah. Christmas morning. Now, I was unaware. You said you would watch this at length. I only saw that clip. I watched so all seven minutes, and it's just like these clucking hens. It just makes me feel bad for housewives everywhere that they are, are believing this crap. But I mean, she she gloats just she talks about how this is the antithesis to Election Day and how she's so proud to be able to experience this joy at the same time with all these Democrats. And then Meghan McCain, you know, defends him. And she's like, we don't know anything about this. And but I'll let you guys have your moment. You earn this. You earn this. <laughs> well, Meghan McCain is a smart one on this. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I. I Worried in a different context, I could uh, be willing to forgive this. I guess there is this taken alone. I can see how confusion in language could lead to the report happening. And I understand that nobody's perfect in the news environment, but it is puzzling to me Dude. that that these big mistakes never are pro-Trump. They're never yeah. big pro-Trump mistakes. They're always ripping Trump and they're wrong the fake news is always ripping Trump. It's never praising or promoting. And him. their retractions never get as much traction as the initial thing. The, the, the initial report was retweeted 25,000 times. Oh, God. And how quickly did they delete it? Because I tried to find the clip and they had already deleted it. I think it was up for like six hours. Like five wow, or that's six, a long time. It was a while. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, live chat, but I'm fairly certain that it was up for a while, you know, for at least a few hours. Yeah. It's just so outrageous. And that's not just a mistake, Skag. I mean, Well, that's, that's what I'm saying is it's, I can't just chalk it up to like someone got some language wrong along the, the, the uh, 
chain of information here. It's clearly, no, it's because they want to believe. Yeah, they exactly. Believe. And you can see that in Joy Behar's reaction. And so it's confirmation bias. Every time they hear something that supports their existing worldview, they're like, oh, that's the only information that I'm going to pick up and disseminate. Yeah. And then it shoots them in the ass. Like you think Joy Behar in two days is going to come out and be like, well, I was wrong. Nope. It's going to be a radio silence. We're never going to hear another fucking word about it. Yeah, I know. It drives me crazy because I want to be fair. I want to be understanding how mistakes happen, but they make it very difficult. So I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't extend them that courtesy. Yeah. I encourage everybody to watch the full seven minutes. You get to hear Megan McCain say some really dumb God, crap no, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I mean, no it's just. way. Are these the people that are really, really influencing middle-aged women? That's a big problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. they need, What they need is Candace uh, Cameron back on that show. It's been all downhill since yeah. then. DJ Woman that's from aged Full House. Of person on Earth. Yeah, DJ needs to get back on that show ASAP. Yeah. Great. Save that show. Okay. About Raven Simone. No. Kelly Osborne. Do you remember when Kelly Osborne was like, if there are no illegal immigrants here, who's going to clean Trump's toilets? <laughs> oh, and I'm sure that was just met with wild applause. Raven Simone goes, no, girl. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, she's not going to clean it? Is that what she no, meant? No, everybody was like, I can't believe you just said that, Kelly. Like, oh, because it's like racist or whatever? Yeah, who's going to clean the toilets if there are no Mexicans in this country? She just said oh. it like, that's such a, you know, elitist perspective. Yeah, I, I don't, whatever. Why do I know? I have so much information about this view. I don't yes. watch this show, guys. Oh, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> Tell me more about how I'm, a, you know, I watch terrible TV. Shut up. Shut yeah. Up. <laughs> One seven minute clip, God. Okay, let's be quick, uh, quick with the uh, hoax hate. I just, uh, it's quick. I got to play the... <laughs> I'll be back in 10 minutes. You hate your own opening. Now, the nobody so saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? I was just looking at my notes here. One thing I forgot to say earlier, I forgot to demonstrate it. Actually, I could. I'm going to take a break from um, hoax hate really quick. <laughs> Go to try going to Pocahontas.com in your web browser. Yeah. Go straight to ElizabethWarren.com. That's just that's just fun. I forgot to mention that. Whoever's Holy shit. Whoever's doing that trolling uh well applause done. for you. Well done. Uh, Pocahontas.com goes it redirects to Elizabeth Warren. I was gonna share that, but forgot. Now we're back into the hoax hate. You really ruined that flow. Jeez. Yeah, I you know, I'm known to do that. Uh <laughs> So this is a, tell me about Chesterfield, Missouri. This is where this come from, comes from. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I talk about it a little bit in my, my video about St. Louis, but it's like a rich, predominantly white, um, upper middle class suburb of St. Louis. Uh, basically no black people live in this area of town, but there is inner city busing. So there's like a mixed population in all the area high schools. Okay. Um, so when I read this initially, I was like, oh, maybe this is true. Uh, but naturally it's a hoax. Yeah. So a student at Parkway Central High, uh, this in Chesterfield confessed to writing the N word and the phrase quote, white lives matter on a mirror in a campus bathroom. The school district would only identify the student as quote, non-white. The school would not comment on motive, said the principal. Action and speech which degrade an individual's human dignity have no place in school. They have no place at Central High. As we move forward, our efforts will be focused on repairing the harm we have experienced while deepening our sense of community, understanding, respect, and love will continue to be our guideposts. So this was a black person that did this because I don't think it was an Indian dude. I mean, they just say non-white, but yeah. 
I mean, he also did. We know he used the N word. So it was at least trying to frame yeah. white anti-black racism. Because Parkway Central does. It, there are a lot of Indian and Asian students, but I just I just don't see that <laughs> being the, the culprit. It always they always they always respond to these hoax hates with the same way they would respond to if it was authentic hate, which is to say the word has no place here. Yes, but and I know they wouldn't comment on the motive and I am inferring it, but come on, we know what's going on here. When are you going to comment on the, uh, there's that injustice to the extent the school views it as an injustice in their judgment. That's fine. There's an additional injustice here, which is framing people for things they didn't do and crying wolf about a threat that is apparently not sufficient enough to materialize on its own. And then never circling back to correct your initial instinct which was misguided about yeah. the, the event. It's like, so so what happens is this, some some black person can just frame white people, act like they're all racist. And the, the outcome is that everybody still thinks that all these Chesterfield white people are racist. Exactly. I wish, the, I wish the school would say something like, uh, we treat accusations of racism or racist incidents very seriously. But we whatever. wish our black students but, would stop perpetuating this culture of victimization in our school. But accordingly, we treat false claims and framing of racism as seriously and exactly, additionally yeah. that will not be tolerated someone's got to have the balls to do that eventually here but i don't think they will yeah really hmm. uh second case second case is um out of new jersey let's find that here uh well where'd it go what the hell oh i had a daryl moment there what the hell but all of your of, white chick porn yeah, popped up all on of your my computer. porn popped up on the screen <laughs> <laughs> what the hell what is uh, this yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that was the happiest okay, so, day. God, that was, yeah. That was one of my favorite bits was, um, really was. doing all the jokes, writing down all this, the sequence of jokes. I slept like a baby that night. I still remember. <laughs> I was like, ah, there's justice in the world. <laughs> uh, so vandalism of five black churches in New Jersey, bias ruled out. So over Thanksgiving weekend, five New Jersey churches were vandalized, uh, broken exterior signs, stained glass, shattered, etc. Authorities launched a bias investigation. Uh, surveillance footage shows a uh, 45-year-old Zuri C. Towns, who was an attendee of one of the churches, had done it. Uh, Zuri C. Towns is not a white person attacking a black oh. church. Oh. Uh, as a result of the investigation, no evidence was obtained that would indicate this was a bias incident, which legally requires purpose to intimidate a person or group based on their protected class. But we're still going to prosecute it because what really matters here is the culture, you know, racism and white people. Well, what's interesting about this case is I don't see any evidence that the perp actually tried to frame white people. He didn't leave a message like, I hate you N-words or white people are cool or whatever else they usually say. He Why just else destroyed, would you do it, though? Well, he just destroyed property, but he didn't... I mean, the, the framing is implied at least by the governor-elect, and I think the governor-elect at least deserves the fake uh, news. So you don't if, think the perpetrator even had this kind of racial, perceived racial motive, motive in mind? I don't know. It's just there's no clear evidence of it that I can see. He didn't leave that classic message of, like, you're getting the rope, guys, or whatever. He didn't do that, at least that I've seen. But the, the governor-elect tweeted that... He said, vandalism in African-American churches are cowardly. Something like that. That wasn't the full quote, but he's tweeting this out. He implied basically that this was, uh, that this was racially motivated, that having black attendance there was relevant to the case. And it isn't as far as the facts are concerned. Uh, the governor-elect has not addressed the issue uh, since the suspect was announced. So 
is this classically hoax hate? Kinda. It sort of fits the, fits the mold. It's just, when stuff like this happens, don't let your elected officials immediately assign a racial motivation to it where no such evidence exists. Yeah. And let them get away with it either. To the point on not returning to correct stories when they react to them immediately, like Joy Behar. You think that guy's going to come back and be like, oh, sorry, it's actually a black guy who attacked a black church. My bad. Still don't like church attacks, but you know, I'll be careful in applying racial motive or racial relevance to it in the future. By the way, I'm, I'm going to humble brag here for a second. Both you and I, when we find out that something has changed in a video that we've done, like I always go back and put it the link in the description with the updated information. Yeah. Uh, well, I did that on the, on the Dumfries church with that weird crazy eyes white supremacist guy who gave them that like yeah, yeah. that day of the rope is coming and word <laughs> like apparently there's a white guy being charged with that so i didn't i mean I, that guy has crazy eyes and didn't he do a bunch of crazy shit this week yeah he also got uh, like some kind of uh hit and run charge in a car he had some car accident or something point is i put the link to the story atop that video now I don't, I don't feel like I have to do a video correction every time. And by the way, in the video itself, I said, if the ghost of Hitler is found to have done this, then I'll acknowledge that's the case. I never made claims of facts that were not proven. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think that that's out of line either. But, um, but no, yeah. But the, I, the point is that, you know, in this industry, in journalism in general, nobody can do, can have this, this work history where, things come through that, that doesn't change things that they said before. I mean, yeah. none of us are immune and you always just have to go back and correct. You have to let your audience know and they appreciate that. But I don't see this with anybody. Like, you remember when Michael Moore was talking about how Venezuela proves that socialism is a tremendous <laughs> success? It's like, am I going to hear that fat motherfucker circle back and be like, whoa, 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 by the way. It's like, what What about all the people you influenced the first time around? Doesn't that matter yeah. to you? But and I don't know why they don't. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I see someone I have dis- a lot of disagreement with, see new facts come before them and then say, you know, look, there's new information here that's really caused me to question some things I thought before. Isn't that awesome? Don't you love someone reconsidering their perspective yeah, in light definitely. of new information? Even if I don't agree with everything they said in the first place or everything they're saying in light of the new information, it's awesome to see the, the thinking beyond the ideological And then I trust that person more because I know that they're not dogmatic, so they aren't yeah. just arbitrarily applying these principles you know, across the board to all these different issues. I know that yeah. they're taking individual issues and contextualizing them and establishing nuance. And that makes me reassured because I'm like, I can trust this person's intellect. Stephen Molyneux is a great example. He used to, he's been all over the political spectrum and lately he's come out against civic nationalism. And I appreciate when people have political evolutions. It shows that they're thinkers. Hmm. All right, let's hop into the uh, super chat. And close oh yeah. Out. Wow, is it, is it already been more than two hours? No, man. Oh, but I'm happy um, to be back at it. It's fun. A lot of good stories tonight. The last person was D Antler, I believe. Um, Albertus Magnus 44, Matt, Star Wars is not science fiction. It is fantasy. There is no more star or science in Star Wars than there is in Tinkerbell and Pixie Dust. I like Star Wars, but let's keep respective. But what about Star Trek The Next Generation, well, which is I definitely mean, I, in the sci-fi genre? Yeah, I, I don't clear, I don't care what genre it is, but I, if you're if you're making the point that it's, it needs to be a distinct genre from Babylon 5 and from Star Trek and thus not to be compared, I just Look, which one is like cooler? Star Wars is cooler. That's all I'm it's saying. Cooler, I like it more. Yeah. Um, Jason Boyette said, "No cop outs this time. Fuck Mary Kill trick or no cop outs this time. No uh, fuck Mary Kill, Trigley Puff, AIDS Skrillex or Chubby. Oh, 
God, Chevy Cobra. Well, I'm not going to fuck a guy. I mean, come I know, on. Like, we, I'm not we have to marry, have different sets of standards about this. I'm not going to marry a guy, so I have to kill Aid Skrillex. And what am I supposed to do about this? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I can't even answer that. Once again, I'll kill all of them. You know, uh, fuck Mary kill is Matt Lauer's bit. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to cop out, kind of. But it, did you know that was part of the allegations against him, that he would play fuck Mary kill around the <laughs> office all the time? And he would try to extract from... These are the allegations. I want to be fair to Matt. These are the allegations. They would try to extract from his coworkers. This is some really had... light sexual harassment, I got to say. Well, yeah, but he would try to get them to admit through the game who they had interest in sleeping with or who they had slept with in the office, basically. That was kind of what he was trying to get at. Assess his own chances, maybe. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. That's a pretty good strategy. Mm. Good going, Matt Lauer. Um, Redicus said, can Oberman claim good numbers due to cringe watchers? Plus, that is the most delusional video he's put out yet. Send that fucker to the asylum. Um, yeah, what were the upvotes like? They, they They're actually pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of downs too, but it's better than you'd expect. It's probably in the 80 to 90% up with a lot of them have like 10,000 up. I mean, this is not, this is what the other side is watching. They think it's compelling stuff. Wow, they must be so stupid. Can you imagine wow. how dumb you'd have to be to watch Keith Oberman and be like, wow, what a genius. Real insight coming from him. Yeah, convince me that Trump's going to be impeached once. Shame on you. <laughs> Try to do it a thousand times. Shame on me eventually, I would yeah, think. Really. You were almost there, but I'm not a good enough joke teller to help you out at all. So ah, that, one need, that one needs a little refinement, but there's something <laughs> there. You know, Can't do it all on the spot. Josh D. Marshall, Keith Oberman's resignation from the resistance is a crucial victory for the First Order. He is scum, rebel scum. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that quote. I, yeah, Another you won't get away with this, rebel scum rebel or scum, Russian yeah. scum. Yeah, that's uh, that'd be great if you would the read that line. The ramblings of an insane person. Um, yeah. Another donation, big donation from Brian Gaston. I perhaps well, thanks, will send Brian. that large donation along, but it couldn't go through Super Chat logistically. Regardless, first let me ask Matt a trivia question. My favorite actor is Max von Sydow. Wow, I, don't I don't know who, who that, that is. is. I could Google it, though. Who was he in The Force Awakens? Uh, is he in The Force Awakens? Hold on of- while I Google it, and then we yeah. can give you your answer. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Um, uh, is he? I don't know. What's? I, he's just a really old guy, but he's not. Oh, okay. Uh, Lorsan Tekka. Hold on. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't. He's 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 a super old guy in the Force Awakens. I can't remember. Sorry, I'm Brian. Sorry. Skag I, I'm, is I'm, not good at committing faces to memory, as far as yeah, yeah. Concerned. And um, I've I've um I've failed my Star Wars fan duty here. I feel really bad about that. But he's a very old know. man. He was um oh isn't he the guy in the first scene, the first gritty scene in the Force Awakens where um. Um, what's his face? Uh, John Boyega's character is coming off as an Imperial soldier and he gets blood on his helmet and there's a big massacre going on. And this old man, doesn't he, uh, the movie's coming back to me. He gives something to the droid and the droid's going to go to Ray or something. Uh, it's, it's coming I back. I can't to help me. you unless it's Trek. I don't know anything. Yeah. About sorry. He's a, he plays an important, um, role at the start of the movie and I'm just digging myself a, a hole of Star Wars embarrassment here. So keep going. But thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. <laughs> The beggar hero prediction right now. Keith Oberman will have a scandal real soon. Oh, maybe that's ah, it. Maybe. Yeah. Seems like they're getting everybody. Uh, your plane friend said, thank you for keeping me informed. Sorry. I can't give more. Oh, it's okay. Thank you. Oh, so much thank for you for donation. supporting the show, really man. Appreciate. I mean, anybody who apologizes for know, supporting the show can fuck all the way off. Don't apologize. <laughs> apologize. I know anybody who's parting. I mean, seriously, I can't tell you how much it means to, 
to me and to us that people part with hard-earned money to support this production. Yeah, yeah. And it motivates us to work as hard as we can on it. And uh, it's it, it amazes me. It generally it genuinely does. I don't care if it's a dollar or if it's that right million dollars that we're owed. You know, give it to us. So thank you sincerely. Thank you very much. Uh, Maddington said, I was uh, upset with Trump by calling Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Everyone knows her nickname is Pocahontas. Come right. on, Trump. You know yeah, better. The, yeah. The joke being, oh, fee, uh, fee. That's that time of night. F-A-U-X, fake Pocahontas, basically. <laughs> this is an excellent show. We really nailed yeah. it. Uh, Josh D. Marshall, Grandpa Trump added again, plays laughter audio. I know, I know, I know. Um, John Harmon, I remember when Andrew Jackson called the natives Pocahontas's right before the trail. Of <laughs> and that was the other element of it, too, was the oh, Andrew Jackson right. yeah. uh, painting behind there, which that was an I thought oversight. at first I thought, well, come on, that was probably just been there forever. I don't think that was like a Trump did action, but apparently, apparently they did put it up there. That's what I saw reported. It wasn't just there like it's been in the White House for forever. Apparently they did put it up there. That's Maybe that's what I've the seen. first instance of any real dog whistle. We're getting yeah, real conspiratorial it, here. It might have been super trolly. Also, the report I saw could have been from ABC and entirely wrong. Who knows? Um, Brian Gasson again said, watch Gutfeld's response to this. He made much more sense about Trump's um, Pocahontas reference. I haven't seen it, but I do like uh, it. Yeah, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't heard it. But what uh, I'd be curious to see how the take... Uh, you're saying there's sense-making around the Pocahontas that's, bit? I mean, I don't know. If there's... If there's if there's a if there's a 4D chess explanation, I, I I'd like to see it. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, a big donation. Thank you very much. You guys rock. Your show is smart, funny, and cuts through the bullshit. It's my favorite part of Sunday. Oh, well, that is high praise. That is I, high praise. Yeah. God, we're gonna get we're gonna get big heads. Probably no, not. no, that's that bullshit. Not we disparage happen. each other way too much for yeah, us. Yeah, we're too self-deprecating <laughs> to a fault. Um, um, thank but you thank so you. Much. Those are all things really that we aim that. that we seriously aim for. So thank you for that. El Chango said, a little late to the party. Here's your five bucks, Matt, you sexy little man. Oh, well, thank Ooh. you. I'm not, I'm not, how dare you? So about a year and a half ago, before I had ever met Skag, I decided to tell everybody that he was five foot four. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then we met and he's like six foot one. So sorry I'm about that. Six I totally foot. Six blasted foot. your reputation. You're inflating me slightly, but I'm not short is the point. <laughs> uh, Brian Gaston again. Uh, if Flynn worked for Hillary Rodham Clinton, he'd already be dead. Well, Flynn did make that. He said at speeches, if I had done a tenth of what Hillary Clinton did, I'd be in jail now. Yeah. And everyone's playing that back to be like hypocritical or whatever. But Ain't that there's, the a truth, though. there's a distinct possibility that it's true also. Yeah. Yep. Um, Redica said those dried up hoes can't stop themselves. I presume you're talking about the view. Yeah, gotta be. <laughs> Uh, Sam said, good point about brain drain blonde. If libs care so much, help migrants fix their shit countries so they don't have to flee. Keith, take joy with you. Agreed. Ah, Agreed yeah. on what a retirement community that would be. Oh, boy. Keith Olbermann and Joy Behar. They can yeah. bring in Kathy Griffin as a charity effort. Keith brags about his charity, of course. So that would be a nice charitable gesture. <laughs> um, Anand said, new video of Michael Malice on Steph's channel. I really want you guys to look into him and get him on your show. Very funny, smart, interesting guy. Is that the video on North Korea that Steph put out today? I don't know. I don't even know the name. So I'd have to see this person. Do I? Um, okay. I think it might be that video about North Korea, but I'm going to watch that after the show. So. Um, Dead Bear said, hey, Blonde, did you ever venture over to Alton to eat at Fast Eddie's when you were at Mizzou? Um, no, I didn't, but everybody talked about it. But I never did that. Hmm. Alton's in Illinois. It's actually not close to Columbia. So, um, But thank you for that, Dead Bear. And then last one is D. Antler. Is quinoa the new milk or is it racist and transphobic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks much for another great show. 
So that was a reference to Lindsay, Lindsay Shepard on Ruben, or was that was yeah? yeah I, I assume for people that um, haven't watched it, I just I love Lindsay Shepard. I cannot I cannot get enough of her lately. I've watched all of her interviews, but her interview with Dave is particularly telling because she just gets in there and you can tell that she's kind of defeated and that just she's just chugging red pills just left right and sideways so yeah. they were talking about quinoa and she's like i love quinoa and dave was like so do i and she goes well we must be nazis then <laughs> yeah she gets it and there, yeah. there was a point at the end um she describes herself as a feminist in there so there's some areas where it's like talk to you in six months and you're going to change your mind yeah. on some things she's like there's one point the where so welcoming I'm like there's yeah. one point was it a black professor or there's some black critic of hers that has basically yeah. been critical of her on the basis of her race mm -hmm. and you can tell Lindsay is in such pain to say i think she's racist against white people i think I she's and racist she's like, against she's like, i don't know how to person. say this but yeah. i think she's a racist it's like, it's like oh you i just want to just hugger and not in a patronizing way you know the red pilling yeah. process is painful and then she talks about how um she's like sitting across from all these shitbag colleagues and students that are just dogging on her all day on twitter but have never said anything to her in person about it it's like oh yeah yeah that's like, classic too. thing i don't know she's adorable she's great she's exactly she's exactly yeah. what we need so speaking of watching a person's perspective evolve in real time that's a good interview yeah. where you can see where she came from where she is now and you i think quite clearly can see where she's going to go yeah i mean and you can watch. also see that people break uh, along lines as far as free speech is concerned and yep. that is a wedge issue for leftists that truly appreciate free speech but have always um self-identified as center left yeah. now they're like they're just getting pushed to the right because yeah. lindsey shepherd what is she supposed to do she's isolated socially isolated from her community from her town she keeps yeah. i bet she's not going to finish her graduate program at the school hmm um she's on the exact same intellectual trajectory i feel like i've been on exactly. the difference for her and that's why i'm so sympathetic with her in addition to having major sympathy and profound agreement with her principles and she's but, really hot <laughs> but um but i but the thing about her that differs from her and i is she has been kind of personally attacked like for me it was never really personal outside of like daryl and those hobo freaks in cleveland like coming at me but it's never been a, a personal effort to silence me and malign me and shame me in the way that she's facing it and so that's why her path right. really fascinates me too and is, she took this on voluntarily like the average person would have just taken the dressing down um, and done nothing about it, but she knew that this was wrong. She knew people would be outraged and she did the right thing. And yeah. for all the people that are listening that are college students or get into similar situations like this at work, if anybody schedules a meeting with a diversity counselor to talk about your conduct in any capacity, you need to record it. Everybody yeah. needs to well, record it. I had some questions about this because I don't, I need to follow up on this because I agree with you in principle. And I know that in some states there are varying consent laws about who must consent to a recorded conversation. So I would say like in Montana, know the law and then do it if you can. Right. Well, or do the recording. Cause I don't think there's anything illegal about the recording as long as it doesn't really get out. Yeah. Do the recording, consult a lawyer before like distributing it. Right. Um, and I might be hundred percent fake news. I just know that with recording phone calls, there are, there's variance among states about whether it's two-party consent or one-party consent. And I assume those laws might apply to something like this. Yep. yep. So record? Well, Let's I mean, you should always record in, you know, in case the in the event that you need to reference it. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. And we need these people that are diversity officers and that are instituting all these ridiculous policies to be afraid yeah. of recourse. And even Otherwise, if they're going to continue doing like, that. Like even if Lindsay Shepard had committed a legal violation, imagine the 
outrage that would happen if they tried to press charges on her for this, like for violating some sort of conversation recording law. Like you might be right on the legal technical matter, but just in terms of the principle of the issue, fuck all the way. Like they would do such worse PR damage to themselves. I mean, what if they tried to, um, to, to prosecute her for misgendering people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is, you know, uh, Jordan, everyone kind of thought Jordan Peterson was talking about some extreme unlikely outcome of what was going on in Canada. Yeah. And here this has essentially proven a lot of what he speculated to be right. Yep, mm. exactly. All right. It's that time. So, but uh, I love that story. I might talk some more about it this week. Even there's uh, that that agenda show that the the debate that Jordan Peterson had, there's the clip that's at the center of this con- controversy. Yeah. They had a follow-up show to discuss the Laurier oh. incident. And apparently really? it's, it's, hilariously delusionally left wing much like uh the guy the original guy it's not correct that <laughs> biological sex that there is biological sex i would know because i'm a doctor of human yeah. science or something stupid like what did you say if you think there is try to assign the correct one to me you can't do it you know that guy pussy there it is <laughs> Okay, let's get the hell out of here before we get ourselves in more trouble. So thank you to our super chatters for being generous, supporting the show. Really appreciate you guys keeping us afloat when nobody, YouTube, Twitter, they they all want to get rid of us eventually. So thank you guys. And of course, thank you to our live chatters as well, helping us navigate the factual arena to keep on course because we're just two people. We can't do it all. And sometimes we need, need some help so we don't end up like Brian Ross on ABC. Uh, if you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform, Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. And if you want to listen to more uh, or if you want to listen on the go, you can find uh, us on audio platforms as well. Check those out. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all linked conveniently in the description for you. You can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it is not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.